Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Gina's Groove Theory. It is 10.03 in the p.m. 
broadcasting live out of Long Beach. This is your community connection internet radio station, and I'm Gina. As you guys know, as I always do, I go ahead and I give God his first praise, first glory, and all that I have today. So let's let's do it. out there that I go to school with. Much love to you guys. I sent I sent it out. Hope you guys are out here. 
So I want some soldiers out here tonight. So, you know, got to bring the soldiers. So here you go. Beyonce, soldiers. Got it, I'm the hottest around there. Know it when they see you rolling them polars around it. With the top down, feeling the sound quaking and vibrating your thighs, riding harder than guys with the chrome wheel. It's the bottom white leather inside. When them lanes be spitting at you, tell them don't even try to shoot it with shell and kick it with Kelly or Holly B. You gotta be G's, you way out of your league. We like them boys that be in them like cleaning, cleaning. Open them up, they grill, gleaming. On the phone tonight. 
Hello, everybody. You're back with Gina's Groove Theory. It is now 10:13 the p.m. Broadcasting live, as you guys know, from Long Beach, California. This is your KXRW, your community connection internet radio station, and I'm Gina. I'd like to take this time to welcome you guys, and I hope you soldiers are getting ready for battle. So I'm going to take it out with you guys, and we're going to play, hey, something, uh, something kind of mm, jazzy. Oh, you know what? Let's go ahead and send this out. To realization and opening your eyes to things that are uncommon to you, then you must have to look deeper into where you're trying to to be. So you have to be bigger and better. And in the sense of if you're if you have IQ and no EQ, then you need to start a well you de- definitely need to grab a pe- paper and pen and you need to write some things down. If you're if you're in that let's say the mental health field or any field for that matter. Uh, it is very important and vital for us to pay close attention to our employees or employee our employees that are working and running our companies. Uh, their morale, their you know, daily, their environment, all of that has a, it takes a great toll on some of our health care professionals out there, as well as our case managers and social workers. They got a big job on their hands, and I've come to uh, really see. What's the flip side of what I do? So with that, I'm going to bring that to you tonight. So here we go. So I'm going to go ahead and play something that you can rock to. Get ready for a great show, you guys. Not just in greatness, but a very knowledgeable show tonight. Something close to my heart. And you know, I have a lot of things close to my heart, but the people are what's really important. And the people, certain people are, they're, they're, they're in trouble. So let's uh, go ahead and see if you can you see what I see. Here's. Can't you see by Notorious Big and Total? You just don't know what you do to me.
Hey everybody, you're with Gina's Groove Theory. It is now 10.20 in the p.m. Broadcasting here in Long Beach. Our next song is going to cruise us right into conversation. So hold on to your seats. Here's D'Angelo Cruising.
Hi, everybody. Welcome to Genius Group Theory. It is now 10.26 in the p.m. It is October 3rd, 2012. Uh, tonight, we're bringing a, I'm bringing another show. Of course, of course, you guys know all the shows that I do have some form of a connection to me or someone that I love or the community that I work within, as well as, you know, worldwide. Issues that are socially uh, in need of socially dysfunctional, let's say, where there are caseworkers who are working with uh, mental ill, mentally ill, homeless, whatever, uh, say county, either county, state, federal. Uh, these people are put in place to be our leverage to a better, to better living, to well-being, to feeling free, just like a supervisor. Uh, I'm going to bring what I'm bringing out tonight is going to be more so. Uh, it's close to me because this is why I'm where I am today. Uh, my life has driven me here. And with that, I'd like to let a lot of people know that there's so many signs that you can see that your loved ones are struggling in their employment. You know, they're, they're, it doesn't really matter what industry you're from or what you're working in. You know, there's a lot of rampant uh, discrimination. And, and, I mean, I'm hearing, I, I'm talking to a lot of people. And uh, I'm even Mo out there in Florida, you know, she spoke of a young lady on her job who's giving her a hard time. And uh, in that case, when someone's on your job and your sa- your environment is what we what I say unsafe to you, and you don't feel comfortable in it, then that's a problem. Uh, being a supervisor of 200 and plus for a call center uh, back before 2001, I was I was pretty much a happy happy outgoing. Uh, I never had any problems with my employees. I, I rarely had a call off. My employees were more dedicated to come in and help. I never needed. Yeah, I keep hopeful shift. I, I never had problems, and that was because I always remember where I came from. I always took from what I learned when I started there. Even though I moved there quickly, I took what I learned, and I always felt, well, if not for these people, I wouldn't be where I am. And then you have to look at the what people say, quote unquote, the little people. The little people are what makes the big people have what they have. So with that, we need to start considering how our morale on these jobs, the morale of our employees, as well as our clients, and especially, you know, this past, just say this past two weeks, has been an eye-opening experience for me simply because of what happened to me. You guys know talked about this two what it was two weeks ago, yesterday, and after that and then watching my mentor and what he's going through, it just gave me a, a whole new outlook on what he does, how he does it, why he does it. And now that all had all the all the thousands of people he has helped, he gave me the right to say what I'm saying. So and all the people that he helped, now he's in he's in need. And that, for me, is like, wow, it's a, it's a warning sign. It's a danger. Because I can, I've, I've walked alongside this man for many years now. And it's like, it's, it's almost paralyzing to see that the person that gave so much hope, now he needs a little bit. So I implore all of you employers, all of you CEOs, and people who are over these companies, that you really have to pay attention to your workers. And, and in social work, case management, where people are dealing with people, there has to be a better way where we won't where we won't have them have to 
go to the extreme just to get some help. The help that they provide to people all day long. With that, you guys, I'm going to go ahead and play this next song. And this is only because prior to 2001, I had a, I was a perfectionist. Uh, I had a big ego. You know, I had an outlook that was kind of superficial as far as, well, not kind of, it was superficial. Money, finances, and things like that meant more to me than anything. Not more than my kids, or, or, but money was like, oh, if he didn't have this, he didn't have that. And today I live a spiritual, spiritually prosperous life. And it's nothing like nothing like having that, not worry about money as well as worrying about people. And it's a, a lot better to face this now as a community because it's happening. If it's happening in my community, and I'm going to say, Honestly with you, it is really, it's heart-wrenching because I know someone saved me. And this person that saved me needs someone to save them. And with that, most of you guys out there that know my background, I'm going to go ahead and play ego. Shake off the egos like I had to, you know, because the big G upstairs, he kind of makes you do that. That's that's a definite. You're going to shake off the ego, shake off the judgmental the uh, look down on anybody because you never know which side of that courtroom, let's say, which side of City Hall you're going to be sitting on. And there has been, well, not this year yet so far, but we're waiting. Uh, we're in battle for for 1.8 acres that was given to mental health for our our new drop-in center. And this this whole issue has taken precedence over just the whole facility being built. And why we still have to argue and fight over what was rightfully given to Department of Mental Health, well, we have to question and we have to answer to neighbors and so forth. You guys know how I talk to you. I tell you guys everything. So the deal is, you have to, we're going to have to all check ourselves. We're going to have to all pay attention to the people who are working for us. And the people out there that really, really care, like my mentor, he cares. He's, he's about making making us all well making us all happy, giving us all of the hope. So, you know, we're gonna, I'm, I'm going to reach out to you guys to come on and bring out some hope here, too, and bring your knowledge. I hit all my professors at Long Beach, the ones that I have their emails. Hopefully they're out there listening. A lot of people are out there online on Facebook and so forth. I hope they're paying attention. I hope they call in and give their input. majority of people that, work, work, that I work with are all about what I'm about. You know, if, if I'm not doing something for someone else, I'm, I'm not doing anything. Pretty much, and I'm always doing something for someone else. Try to fit in where I fit in. So with that, you guys shake off those egos, shake off that weight. You guys know as well. If you're at home and you don't want anybody to know who you are, you're anonymous. Just go ahead and text me and what you want me to say, and put in parentheses how you want me to say it, and uh, I'll bring it. You know, I bring it like you, you you give it to me. Simply because whatever it is that we can all put together collectively, collectively. Singly, it's hard to really take on a big job. Now, I can take on some jobs. I don't do that today. It's like I can do it all. But the real effort is in everybody putting in, giving in their ideas, their voice, their opinion, their experiences, and sharing them with others. What you can get out of that, and like I said, even if, even if it's anonymous, what you can get out of that is you can probably help save somebody who was like me back in 2001, struggling, being 
harassed, intimidated, spoken to out of out of context. I mean, oh, disrespect, vulgar, vulgar. Somebody, it wasn't just me. Somebody's out there that's probably struggling. Could be one of your loved ones. Pay attention. Coming home, angry, isolated, withdrawn. All the all the symptoms that and signs that we sometimes overlook. They need to be addressed tonight. So with that, here's ego from Beyonce. <laughs> I got a big ego, ha ha ha, such a big ego, uh uh uh. I got a big <laughs> ego, she love my big <laughs> ego, so stroke my big <laughs> ego. I like to joke around a little bit, but here we go. Welcome to the wonderful world of go play the Earl cause Everything I throw up, blow up. Talking to the girl, she said, know what? Grow up, you nasty. I don't understand why they tripping if you ask me. Flow just the nicest. I admit the propane I just spit probably just raised the gas prices. Everybody in the club trying to get as fresh as me. What you want, dog? Trying to stay recession free and spit refreshingly when I rock the stadium. You probably get sweaty. You should bring an extra tea. Now I'm standing next to J, who's standing next to B. Could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with me. That's good for my ego. <laughs> Me and my ego, any go wherever we go. My ego is my imaginary friend. He was with me when I was only imagining. I had dreams of the league. One day I played Kobe or walk up to Puff and he'd really know me. Coulda let the dream killers kill my self-esteem or use the arrogance as a steam that power my dreams and my ego. For real, want you to show me how you feel I consider myself Okay, that's a big deal Why? Well, you got the key to my heart But you ain't gon' need it I'd rather you open up my body And show me secrets You didn't know what's inside No key for me to lie It's too big It's too wide It's too strong It won't fit It's too much It's too tough He talk like this Cause he can back it up
Hi, everybody. You're back with Gina's Groove Theory. Thank you. I welcome you for coming. Tonight's show is actually burnout. And my mentor gave me the show and the topic because it's what we're going through now. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and for most of you guys out there who are on the web and you guys get my my texts and my mass media that I put out there. Here we go. All right. Oh. Burnout, the warning sign. Walking the tightrope to destruction. Most of my audience know of my background, losing everything me and my kids owned, stricken with the diagnosis of schizoid affective, panic dysfunction disorder, and others, amid others, other issues that I had as far as mental and mental and physical and spiritual warfare. Um, due to on-the-job harassment and intimidation, I endured from a co-worker who was a male, uh, being a call, a call center supervisor in 2001, three and a half years, just when I thought I was on the top of the world, happy, outgoing, well admired by most, by most, I ran a tight ship, Gentle giant with compassion for my 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 employees. My my main goal was their moral, their morale, their environment was a big part of my job. Two hundred and plus employees. Reason I did it so effortless, effortlessly is simply put, I always operated. I always dealt with them between a tyrant and a wuss. Now you you know most people say, well, how do you how do you run? Why do you never have issues with your employees? Why do you we rarely had a call out. You know, not really at many absentees. They would be more than happy to come in, and even on their off days, they would come in and do OT if I needed it. So with that, I thought pretty much well, I was running it pretty well. Well, after I've been out here, this a whole new, a whole new thing. When I lost that job due to that harassment, well, reporting of that harassment and me being taken off for that quote unquote diagnosis. I came out here to Long Beach, and I was introduced to the village, which is MHLA. It is the Department of Mental Health here in Long Beach. They service a wide variety of people out here in need of resourceful, with housing, help with benefits, help with documentation, legal documentation. They go out the distance for you. And in some cases, if you got a little legal problem, they even represent for you for that. So the mentor who I follow, well, he taught me everything I knew. And they're working alongside people like me out there on the grind, on the street, doing a street outreach, reaching out to people with a sack lunch, which that sack lunch didn't just hold a sandwich, which today, as we do it today, didn't just have a sandwich, a chip, a cookie, and, you know, an orange. It had hope to some. There's a lot of people out there who are pretty much fearful of society. While they were here out here years ago, people kind of hurt them. People kind of down downplayed them, made them feel different. So they ran off, most of them out there hiding in dark corners on the riverbed. Anyway, just to be away from society. It's kind of like the story about Vietnam. My mentor went to, he went to Vietnam, and he came back and he got a, a rude awakening. As far as what he went out there to serve our country, he came back and the country didn't want, didn't even want him here. Simply put, they did a job that they didn't really get credit for, and most of them now are just now getting a little bit of credit, but they went through a lot of hell. Like our guys now, our guys and girls over there now, when they come back, 
Some of them are going to have mental illness. They're going to have a lot of physical disabilities. And these things need to be addressed now. Let's not think that just because we're seeing people come back, everybody's walking, everybody's talking. Let's think about all the other ones that weren't murdered. They're still out there missing parts, and the family's going to have to deal with that. And that's a very tender, touchy situation for them. So that's why I tell you guys all the time. You have to be aware. These are things that are going to come. You know, if you don't notice, you see a few, maybe a couple, and they're on Dancing with Stars, you know, some of the, the military coming back. But it's the vast numbers of our people are going to come back with some serious issues. This is just a repeat of Vietnam coming back here. And what are we going to do? How are we going to stand up and represent for them? Even our, our social workers right now, they have a heavy burden and a real huge caseload. And nobody's really paying attention to them. So for the people and the caretakers out there who are representing and taking care of us, we need to take care of them. We need to start thinking more so what kind of what kind of system can we implement that we can nurse the, the ones who are nursing are injured mentally, regardless, physical, injured in any way. Who is watching over the sheep herder? Like I told my uh, friend of mine today, in speaking about this particular, it's really, it's really devastating. You you look at a person who, and like myself, as you guys know, I'm wearing a scar battle scar right now for putting myself out there, getting out there trying to bring somebody over across. But in some cases, they were gonna be negative and good. This is my first experience, and then I said I had to really sit back and think about the person who did and the things that they went through. And it made me take a look at my mentor and see what he's going through. And with that, you know, we have a big job out there. It's called compassion. It's called EQ. IQ is good to have, but EQ is even better. That's the emotional quotient of what we need to be proper individuals to our, to each other. I talk about community. We bring all kinds of ideas out here. We talk about getting together. You guys know I started. I started without the nonprofit. I put my own money up first. And I call for all you guys to add into starting our own build up our community. You guys know what's important to me is people. That's the money for me. You know I run this radio station out of my own pocket. And it's all it's all simply just to touch someone else. So they can touch someone else, and then maybe we can all collectively get together and do something about what what is really going on. I know I got some people out there that want to talk. We're going to go ahead and touch in and say hello, see who's out there. So hold on tight. Here we go. Hello. Hi, this is Gina Ruth. Here. Who's this? Can you hear me? I don't know. Maybe they're having a little sound problem. Hello, are you out there? Can you hear me? All right, we'll touch back with them. If you can't hear me, because I can hear you, if you can't, if you can call back in, log out, and call back in, touch one. All right, we have that. Hey, Gina. Oh, you're out there. Hey, how you doing? I've been listening. Hi. Hi. Miss um, Gage wow. out of Long Beach? Uh, yeah, my name two. is Jackie Gage. Mary one Jacqueline Gage. I am Cherokee Morrison's sister, and I am beyond well aware 
of what everyone's going through. Um, I've been doing it since 94 for no compensation. And it really is a hard job. However, there does come a time because you do reach burnout when you actually find a good organization like MHA that um, back in the day we considered like Alpha Project, COA, a lot of the other and Long Beach Rescue Missions to be poverty pimps because they were getting paid and the services were like slim to none. I um I had a real wake up during that time and I know my brother did because he cussed me out for getting him involved. But yeah. Um wow. The organizations that we believe in, the organizations that have empowered all of us, me, you, all of us, to think we can make a difference, our government is slowly cutting away, cutting away at the resources so that they have all of us fighting each other over a piece of pie, little crumbs. Therefore, we are not allowed the freedom to challenge the government over the size of the damn pie. Because we know the pie is huge. They're only giving us a little piece and causing us to fight over that piece and continually fighting, fighting, fighting with no backup, we reach burnout. We just get to the point where, man, I'm tired. I've ignored my life long enough trying to help others because we don't have no backup. Wow. You know, uh, what, what, you know, me and you spoke about, you know, what happened to me a couple of weeks ago with the stabbing and everything. And uh, you had told, you had said, you were like, I don't feel sorry for no, I don't feel sorry about that. And, no, I, seriously, every since. I know, we talked. Every, every since the 12th, when, I, when it happened, every since then, every day, has been an eye-opening. It, it was things that you said, it was things, and then looking, looking at, you know, just looking at him and, and seeing him struggling, and and while I'm still healing, right? Now I, I'm just now realizing. Now, now I have another burden too. So along with me surviving mental illness, now I have a, I have a injury that has really is this is what you would say, it's a handicap, pretty much. It's it's a it's a physical disability. 
And I'm as I'm the past weeks are going by and I'm 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 looking at this, I'm hearing all the responses from you know, some of the people that you know, he has he has helped so many people. And you know, you guys he I know you, that. You guys I he, know he's helped that. so many people. And it's like it's like I remember our fights in the park on that. <laughs> So are you and him or me or me and me and you? Me, you and him when you just walked off pissed. Oh yeah. I had it. Because you we know were what telling it, you how it was. And you know what I had another reckoning as well. What what really I got out of that was you know what like I told Mina he he just really wants to be left alone a bit, right? But I said, you know what, hey you know, hey, I tell you what he failed. He this is the one thing I said he failed at. And that was saving life. So now he stuck with me <laughs> forever because th- I wouldn't be here today. And that's 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 one thing, you know, that whole 12th, Wednesday the 12th, you know, is a night that I, I, don't, I don't want no pity. I don't need no sympathy. I'm still out here doing the best I can, you know, with one hand. And, and it's like, I mean, as, as, you know, with wearing the cast, I didn't really realize, I know about the, the mental illness side of things and I know I I've taken human services persons with disabilities. I didn't know how important you know, I write. Now you know I'm a writer. You know all I do, right? So I was like, wow. I never really, yeah. really, really understood how important the use of my hand is. Well you and know I that, know because you've seen my artwork. You've seen my writing. Yeah, and, and then you know what? I, I wasn't there when you had your burnout, but I read a lot of your letters that you wrote. In yeah. protest to people who were undermining, you know, the organization of people who were trying to fight for people who didn't have homes and low income. And, um, I can feel your pain in your writing. The yeah, but you know what? And this is the truth. And I really believe that your mentor is going through something similar to what I went through. Because... Your eyes are opened to what's really going on. And you're running around trying to teach others. Not so much tell them what to do, but kind of like Ronald Casanova, each one teach one. You've got to read this book. He's dead now. Um, And then they don't get it, and you're looking at them like, you dense SOB. Come here so I can sock you in the head. <laughs> right. And that's where you're um, literally putting all of your in- energy into. And unfortunately, um, myself, yourself, I hope. Uh, I can't say for sure yet. I didn't cuss you out again yet. But... <laughs> I ain't too worried about it. I mean, I, I've been Look, so far. We I've been put our energy in there, and when we fall down, like I told my brother, who's gonna pick us up? I remember telling you the day we picked up Cortez's car, and it cost a ugly amount of money, and there were no brakes and no gas. I'm like. What the hell? And I'm driving. And I'm never telling you. I say, you know what? I am a 
child of God. I know that. But even God's children get tired of turning that other cheek. What what's what what's what's the most devastating to me is that because I I see I saw I saw life life pass me by it's like a, I fast forwarded ahead and then looking back at the trail that's left behind me and looking at him I said well man I gotta and then looking at my arm as well said I gotta get a hold of this you know because. I'm not actually, uh, I'm a life coach, you know, for the village. And, that's, you know, I don't really do that life coach thing because, for one, it's, you know, I'm shooting for, you know, my master's. And, uh, you know, if I can, my Ph.D. in this field because I find it very, what he has taught, Cherokee taught me and, and just working alongside and paying close attention is that this is this is what's needed. And, you know, we have to reach out to people. It's not. It's not about helping the saved. It's about helping the. Well, say Bishop Brett. I I got dropped him. He may he may be out here. I don't know. He's driving that truck as always. Um. It's, uh, reaching, out to the wicked, the people who are hurt, the people who are, you know, wounded. Let's say wounded, and they need. They do need us, and the, the recognition that Cherokee gets out here in the city. I mean. This city loves him, and for every for every reason, it's the be- it's it's the right thing to be. It's, I mean, he's the. I mean, he shows you how to have compassion. You know, when I'm in class, and you guys you guys already know, I've taken all the human service courses there at Long Beach City, and out of all of them, I've taken something from it and applied it to my life. The one thing that they strongly suggest against being a social worker is you know the no touch the no touch no hug kind of thing. What I find really, really special about Cherokee is that every class that I've taken where it comes up, the the issue of touching client, you know, less touch is more, you know, that I think of, wow. You know, he, he's implemented hugging out here because everybody that sees him, I don't, I don't care who it is, want to hug. And it's like, wow, he changed that. Because still, still in the books, it's like, you no know, touch, no, you know, less contact is, is possible. That's is non void here, and he doesn't get that response that someone has uh, that he has been out of you know been in their face. They're hugging on him and dragging on his feet, you know. So it's like because you know he he feels what he wants to do and he does what he knows because of where he came from. And when I speak about you know when I was a supervisor, my two hundred plus employees, but they I mean they love me because I always kept them up on on top of things. I mean, because, you know, the boss sends out emails every second. I mean, it can be, they can come every second, but they're, this is what they should know. And there were 15 supervisors, and some of them were slackers, and they didn't tell the people, you know. And then, hey, you get fired, you didn't know. You know, and, and I watched a lot of stuff like that in my life before 2001. And then looking out here, it's like, okay, this is a better, this is a, I, I'm at the happiest in this job, I mean, whatever you say. This uh, what we say entrepreneurship. Um, I'm in the best I ever been. You know, I mean, even though what happened that night two weeks ago, two, two weeks and a day ago, even with that, I'm still happy. I'm still spiritually prosperous and spiritually free. 
and I feel good about it. Did make me bitter. I've had so many different emotions because I've taken in I've taken in people who are probably knowing what's going on with with my mentor, knowing what's going on with him, and then people who knows what happened to me. You know, I, I went into the to MHA today, and you know there were people. You know, I know everybody kind of knows, but they said, "What happened to your arm?" You know, and I'm like, "Yeah, oh, well, I was stabbed." You know, that's something really, really to say that you you know I was stabbed. I'm like I'm 43 years old and I didn't got cut, you know. And then I had to think about the person who did it, and then I had to realize the pain and the torment and the torture and the trauma that they went through. I mean, I've seen everything from from all sides. I, I even saw how I could have done things better. I could have paid attention better that night while we were out, where I would have, you know, not even, you know. I would have looked up. There were so many things I, I could know, have done, but I didn't. I know, we talked about it. Yeah, there were so many things I could have done. And yeah. then now I'm looking at, now my mentor is, he is in pain. And he is struggling. He's struggling to live, to survive. The same thing he's been doing for everybody. I mean, he's been inspiring everybody to do the same. And, you know, I commend him. Because, you know, now, just after this one little scraping that I got, it's like, man, 17 years of doing that? You know, and, you know, putting up with a lot of us, you know I mean, because we're a handful, you too. We're, we are a handful. You know, that in the buff, white buffalo, we all cut up. You know what I mean? He has mm-hmm. a handful with all of us. And then it's like, I mean, he never turned us away. He never turned his back on us. And he never judged you for whatever you did, if you fell off, you know. He just No, he just talked shit. Yeah, I mean, but, I mean, you could be real. <laughs> yeah, what, what he talked, well, he won't put you on black. I'm playing. Much. I know, you know, he he won't put you on blast. You know, you know what he said to me. He's like, two years. He said, he said he's surprised nobody knows. Nobody, you know what? I, I had to think about it. Nobody noticed that he was going through it. Well, I knew, you know, but nobody noticed because I did. I did. Me, well, you, you know, from from the yeah, you you're, you know, you're, you're tired. He loves me, and he knows what I go through. He didn't want to burden me with what was going on with him, so he lied. Oh yes, oh yes. And I, I, I don't hold with that. Oh yes. See, of because course, the lie, the lie, made the burden heavier. Well, you know what, you know what it is about that. Now, not all follow it, but you know that confidentiality breach is <laughs> very serious. Confidentiality. Yeah, let me tell you. If Gina. I could have reached out, Gina. if I could have reached out, uh-huh, I right. have my whole world on on blast. I hide nothing. Wait, yes, I did it, and what's well, that do? See, I had to look at all and aspects does it of it too. Well, I mean, but just think, really, if everybody, if 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 the if the city, if the people that love him, and you know, everybody, know, you know, it's it's devastating. It was it's devastating for everybody. I mean, you know, I, I just hate to think what will go on, the rioting in the streets. So the, the deal is, he's well-loved and he deserves that. So I look at myself and I'm like, well, I'm in this. You know, I, I'm not even nowhere near where he is. You know, I, remember I always told him, hey, well, I want to be like you when I grow up. It's like, wow, that stabbing thing kind of, and over I had to hold in a lot I, from anger to uh, to frustration to, you know, what the hell, you know, what was, you know, and now to realize that, you know, it has damaged me that way. And I'm like, wow. But then I had to. Look at the person who did it. I had to 
around me because I had to look at you know, some people are just opportunists, you know, discernment, uh, drawing boundaries. That it that it taught me. I mean, hey, Dr. Watson, shout out to you. He always talks about those boundaries, what you have to do within social work. And and also, too, you know what I mean, they're not only taking on the burden of everybody, but they're at risk for somebody snapping and hurting, doing some off-the-wall type of, uh, could injure them, kill them. You know, I said, well, yeah. maybe, maybe six inches towards the left could have been my heart, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's like, I could, I would not be here today, and you know that's that's what I serve to do is to be here for people just like him. And I looked at him and I said, "Well, damn it, is that I ain't gonna let that happen to me?" I'm like, "Oh no!" So I, I, there's something I got to do because, you know, when a see the half half ass social workers, let's say social workers that go to school to become social workers because they want the money because it's about the money. No, much love to you guys on that. It's not really about what it is. It's about what you can get out of it. So, you know, they, they 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 can exist. They move on. They come. They go, hey, they work through the village. They go somewhere else. I mean, they're they're they're, they're movers, stickers. You can't be mad at that. But for the social worker like Cherokee, who don't want to leave. I mean, he's in the rock between a hard place. That's where I am. You know. I mean, you know, I took a lot of ridicule all these years. Why do you volunteer for free? What are you getting paid? You know, it's like. God dollars, heaven bucks. When I tell people, and then, you know, that's where the God, you know, that's where it came from. God dollars, heaven bucks. It's because I do what the man upstairs tells me to do. I lead my life by that. By not saying, you know, I'm not nowhere near an angel. I don't claim, I don't claim to be. But I live by what he upstairs tells me. I live by what Cherokee has taught me. And I look at this community. The people out there are the most genuine, honest, and very proud people, you know, and also bringing an end to the stigma of what mental illness is about. Because in those city hall, like like I say all the time, in those city hall meetings that we were there fighting for, you know, that 1.8 acres over there, it's like the neighbors across the way who won't, I mean, it's what, a mile and a half from the facility where the facility would be. You know, they're over there mad at each other and they're talking about property value and they want to create, they want crazy people working down the street, the kids. And, Wow, I used to be on that flip side of that, and I'm like, you know, on this side, now I kind of got to, well, I look at my arm, and it's all I could do. I'm, I'm not angry. I'm just like, wow. You know, all these years, just what this cut on my arm looks like right now is the pain on him. It's kind of got to be not as painful as the pain that he's going through. And it's like, wow, you know, what about his bosses? What about the people over him? I mean, you know, I hear about the horseback ride. I hear about all the things that they do. I, even the yoga lady on um, Wednesday morning meetings with the come on in and do yoga. You know, I have to say, hell with all that. Let's implement something where we can have, I had mentioned retreat to him. He was like, no, no retreat. But I mean in the sense of something to get their morale up. Something to get, I mean, it takes a lot to keep going. You know, I mean, maybe if he'd have got cut like I got cut early on, he probably wouldn't be doing what he's doing today. He wouldn't be here today. Because oh, please. Something. He's gotten shot and cut. Mm. <laughs> while, he, while he was outreaching? While he was doing his job? Or you mean back in the... You know, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about post. No, he's been hurt. Trust me. Yeah. Well, see, now he can walk anywhere. 
And okay, but I'm, I, I'm not trying to cut you off, but, wow, something that I have had to do and something similar to what I um, told you our last conversation. We can't tell other people what they are doing to cause harm, either emotional, mentally, physically, to him, unless we look in the mirror and see what our actions, even when somebody else did it to us, but our input that created that situation and what harm we including myself, my mother who died on him, his mother who died on him, um, we created some of that pain that he's feeling. And the very people that gave him hope, that made him believe that he could make a difference are turning their backs because the government is taking the money away. And then you have those that are only out there to use and abuse the system. And when you trust in them, they just take it for granted. Well, you got to do this for me. And then you see the ones that you help. But the help came too late. Because they died. Yeah, but or either, even, even, you know, even in the aspect when you see on the job violence and stuff like that, you know, growing up being that, that you know, I was, I was different. You know, uh, going to school, I went to private school, but still I was different. I was a different type of kid. For one, you know, I was taller than everybody else. I was odd. So with that, you know, I, I went through a lot. You know, children are very, you know, uh, honest and to the point. You know, they, they don't know they can hurt you, really. I mean, you don't really know compassion until you get to be an older person. But being it that I went through all that, and uh, and I got I was grounded. I was grounded. You know, a lot of people say, well, you know, you look this way. It's like, you know what, I was grounded before. At seven, car accident, from that point on, I, I learned how to be grounded. You know, I don't, I don't over – now, I might have been kind of financially driven, but, you know, grounded I was. I never, you know, I didn't – buy into what people would say about, you know, what what you are, what you look like, and I didn't buy into that when I got older, you know, so I have a better, you know, outlook about me, you know, then when I became not so, when I came, became spiritually prosperous, it's been this past three years, you know, because I still was in that battle for, you know, trying to get back what I what I had, you know, I, I took a drive out to where we're, you know, where we're from, where, where me and my children Pretty much uh, where we love to be. Uh, and I was so fearful that when I go out there and I see the houses where I was supposed to live, you know, and you know, and I would I would feel bad or I'd be sad. And like, oh, this, if all this wouldn't have happened, you know, I, I would be here. I'd be right here on this cliff right here. You know, but when I went out there, I found out and I discovered, and it was so amazing. When I stood on top of a, this ocean front um, from Palos Verdes, and I stood up there and I looked around. I felt better. It seemed as though I felt better at that moment than I 
ever did back in the day when I had money and when I had, we were taking the kids and the friends and you know I felt I felt better, more happier at that time because it's I'm free, I'm free, I'm free from the the, the the ties that bind me. But then now it's like this happened. It's like wow. So I kicked in. I I kicked in. I had to toughen it up. Now I've, I've went from different emotion from different emotion this past couple of weeks from anger to sadness to hopeless. I, you know, but I didn't say anything simply because I couldn't. For one, because can't tell my mentor, of course, because he's going through it. So I just manned up, took it like my daughter Dominique would say, took the hit and kind of kept it to myself. So I, if I cried about it or if I felt I needed to cry, I just stepped outside or I just, you know, to the side and just wiped my tears. Because right now, what I know is that it ain't about me because. I've been saved a set so many times. He saved me. <laughs> he saved me so many times. On top between him and God, with plucking my feet out the net of all those, all my ill will wishers and want to do her. Um, I need to be here for him. So it's not my problem because it was isn't out of all the years he never needed anything from anybody, never required anything. So it's like, well, it may it brought to my attention to do this show, and then I asked him. You know, I said, well. He gave the he he gave the title. I asked him how he wanted me to write it, and I'm bringing it. You know because she's doing a lot better today, and it's it's a long process. Just like it was a long process for that guy on that job that I was working when I was a supervisor to take me down. I think he, he tormented me, and I I remained for three and a half months, almost four months. You know, had I would have known, I'd have left that job because nothing would have ever, you know, secured me for what. Happened later. I, I would have never knew. I had assets. I had lots of assets. I never would have thought I would have went broke, you know, fighting a company giant. But you do. And with the stipulations of what you can't work, you can't do this. I mean, they could just drag you. It was like six years. I met a lady who told me she had been fighting her workers' comp for ten years. And then at the end of, you know, at the end of everything, you know, the two attorneys that I had, they weren't really. They weren't honest because they didn't tell me that it's not about the principal. It's about the money. So when I was offered twenty five grand, I looked at that like, you know, for me to drop the workers' comp, that's what my employer had offered. I said, no, no I don't I didn't want it because simply you get, you get $25,000 to pay me off for some mental sh- that I have that I didn't even think because I'm pissed for one. I didn't even believe in panic anxiety. I didn't even believe in that. So I'm like, now I have something that – I didn't even think existed. You di- you diagnosed me. That was like injury on top of insult. So I battled with that, and I, and I and I battle with it today. But I can say today, I'm more aware. There's so many things that we can pay attention to. You got that on the job stress. Some people aren't just gonna go and get depressed and you know like how did or how he, he you know our, our, my mentor did you know who and. um they're going to just go into work with a gun, load a gun, and let everybody have it. And a lot of people, you know, I have so many times when I see that kind of thing on on the news, which I don't watch these days, like, you know, what could have been in that person's head? What was that person going through, you know, that made them want to be, I mean, just go in there and just shoot people. Or, and shoot people. Like, what kind of torment? And on these jobs, with the economical situation, you got, you got trouble in your communities. I mean, it's unsafe to live in your neighborhood. I mean, you know, you got monies that are not being properly issued out. You got greedy cities. You got just greed. And then 
in the end, like you said, we're all out here fighting each other. You know? Yeah. I mean, the robbers and uh, home invasions and and all the the criminals, you know, they're not. Every now and then they'll go up to the you know where the rich people are, but really they're right here close to us. <laughs> so I mean, they're next door. So the deal is, I mean, they're not gonna go up to Beverly Hills and do no robbery unless they're really like looking for a big score. But they're gonna come right on over and rob me, snatch person, you know what I mean? And some somebody, some other poor person, some other person who's struggling, you know. So. And also, too, what I realized, too, it's not really that the people you help don't really want the help. It's the way you have to help them. I looked at a person who stabbed me, and I said, well, you know what? I realized something I don't think her doctor realized. And that's why I'm like, wow, that's amazing, too. See, they, a, a psychiatrist can tell you, you you know, you had an experience when you this, that, that. I mean, but to be able to define and point out to where your issues your tra- your trauma began, you know, that takes a lot of, it's not just, no, sit here 30 minutes and, you know, you're out the door. It, it's things you should add. There are situations you should be aware of, you know, key points. So, I mean, I'm learning, I'm learning this, you know, so that I never, ever end up in that kind of situation in which my mentor is fighting and that he never have to go back through it. Because between a rock and a hard place, I know really he doesn't feel that he can leave the job because there's nobody else to take his place, and that's that that's overwhelming for me. But I know that's why he hangs in there. I mean, hey, he's at 65. I mean, really, he can really retire, but he cares about who's going to take the place. And if it's not if it's not what one of us, then he'll just keep working into. That's my at, at the same time, though, worrying about who is going to take his place, they are hamstringing him, making it next to impossible to do what he does. And you see, the village never had the outreach team that they did have, and it's changing now, um, he taught them a lot. And I have to say, Paul Berry did too. He has a heart in the right place. But when the order comes from the higher-ups over there on Broadway that are worried about the bottom dollar, they're tying everyone's hands so they're not allowed to do what they've been doing and set out to do, which is really make a difference in people's lives. Yes, it does. And and you get fed up. That is how you end up reaching burnout. Well, I can honestly admit that uh, when it can... Uh, the people that are there now weren't there, but I can I can accumulate the majority of the problems with loss of loss of people. He's lost, you know, friends that yeah. he's known for years, and they were good people like him. I would say like this, like for instance, Mr. Sheldon being one, that was a that was a bow. That was 
when when he passed away, that was, you know, even though he didn't show it, that 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 was that was real hard for him. And Who? then Reg Sheldon, Mr. Sheldon. Oh yeah. Buddy. Yes. And then Cloud and and then how we looked for him and couldn't find him. And you know, I was the last one to see him alive and uh, alive before he just vanished. I mean that. And on top of us always complaining about what we don't have, what we need, you know that. It was, it was. I mean, he he did, he did, he he battled those kind of things. But I think the 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 it, the issue of new people coming in and a lot of shifting and, like I said, there there have been some some absence that lately that I would have never thought, you know, like herb, herbalicious. That's my herb, herbalicious. When he was gone when he left I just that was like wow Shannon gone wow Sarah gone wow everybody that was like him of him of the minds of the people have left and that kind of moves me to think I'm gonna keep it real because you know I've, I've been trying to I've been trying to get in there see prior to all of this you know I'm his protege so I was supposed to, and this was years ago, of course, he, you know, we made it where, with the people that were there, that I would take over, if he ever retired, that I'd take over the position. Well, as the people are changing, they're bringing in a lot of new people, a lot of young people, and must I say, there's some untrained, unexperienced people, but from their, from their mistakes that I see that they're making, I know that when I start my organization, it's going to be, I can't say perfect, because I'm not, you know, I'm not... You know, bragging about that, but it's gonna be as near to perfect as I can let's say. Yeah, because you know what's the thing, I'm gonna cut you out. <laughs> well, I ain't really too much, <laughs> I ain't really too much wor- worried about the cutting I, out. I'm, I'm gonna be on your ass. Well, you know, I can't run a I can't run a half I can't run anything half ass. You know, I I can't I can't be have have been on both sides of this particular issue. Of this whole thing. On both sides, and then now back, I'm trying to regain. I could not have been on both sides of this issue, and not want to do it right. See, leave out the politics and all the issues. Now I've sat down, I talked to Jerry, and I told him, and I, and I told everybody who you was know, close to me, and Jay out there in New York. He knows my my plan is, you know, as far as you know, when you get so big, and I can say this in large, like my corporation that I work for. The, the, the employer that I was in the battle with, that's a billion-dollar company, a billion-dollar-a-year company, billions of dollars. And they grew so large. See, when you get so large, like you say, you move from, say, you start off, you know, in a little one-bedroom house-size office, and then you grow to Warner Warner Center and Warner Brothers. You know, you're huge. You know, people get lost. You, you know, people's, you know, feelings, mood, the the the... the all the aura, the the air of you lose because you know you're getting bigger and bigger and you're getting you're growing. You're the CEO, or just like my company was two Joes, two Joes. One was 22 when they started the company uh, back in 80s or whatever. They were you know one had the money, one had the the brain. So Joe and Joe, they started the company. It was small, you know. I mean, as I the, the three and a half years I was there, I saw how they grew. So just that's just a corporation. So, you know, that's not even on the mental health or that's not health or anything. So I look at that and then I see, okay, when you're dealing with mental health and you're dealing with a non profit organization, 
who is making really good strides with the people. Because I have to say this for myself. There were years ago that I got real pissed at some of the things that, you know, the carelessness of some of the people that, you know, at the village that I worked with years ago. And when I got frustrated, you know, I would tell chickens, like, you know, I want to, you know, because, you know, I'm that, I'm that bright. I'm kind of, I was just saying to Cortez, I should probably do a little law. You know, I'm that, I want to get in there and fight. You know, I'll take on the challenge because, you know, hey, it's, it, we can do this. And and he say, well, if you do that, then, you know, just think about all the people that get services that won't, you know, how you can affect that. And ever since then, I thought about it and I looked at it I'm like, yeah, he's right. You know what? If I can't do anything to replace it, I'm not going to shake the cage. I'm not going to rattle any bones. I'm just going to do what I do. And when it comes to my time, which everybody already knows, I want to hand train my people. And if not hand train, I mean, every employee that I have underneath me, I want to train myself. Even to the, I've critiqued it to even having a video training in which the employee well, the soon-to-be employee working for me, will have a video of, you know, every day to do for a period of maybe a month, a month training with me, training them how to do the job from my angle, from my angle, from both sides, so that it's well covered. See, if, you, if you're not having everybody on the same page, this is what I'm saying with this, you're not having everybody on the same page, everybody knowing the same thing, everybody feeling the same way, same aura, everybody there for the same for the same reason, you know, for the benefit of our communities, our children, our people, our our society. You know, from that angle, that I think I could be more, you know, productive. And with good Lord's help upstairs, he knows my heart. I think that's why I'm saved anyways, you know. You as well. Know all the motivating things that you have done. See, you have to really walk this walk. Nobody do nothing on plan. Yes, you uh-huh. did. Yes, yes, you did. Miss Gage, Miss Gage, you started the whole homeless or whole homeless organization to take over and you know be heard. No, actually, you know, I think I think no, actually, I have to give props. Okay. Because way back when they first started, Bob Delorier, God rest his soul, and Don Sims, they hooked up with this individual called Marshall. And they actually started doing things. And they put their butts out there, you know, here. Here I am, do what you will. And they started. And then I had a slumlord that was horrible in a building right there on 6th and Linden. And Kate McClatchy, Kate McClatchy came and seen me and met with all of our tenants. And we formed um, a tenant union. Back then, they were Long Beach, wait, Long Beach Housing Action Association, and they sued many slumlords. And I was like, "Wow, 
we can make a difference because we outnumber them. And their really honest to goodness is strength in numbers. And something and else true. you mentioned that's true. That's true. about, um, wow, let me be careful. Yes. About, um, well, we, I'm explicit. Wait, you know, wait, wait. It's explicit, but. When you were talking about Sheldon's passing. Oh, yeah, that was, that was just it. No, no. He he had actually prepared himself. Yeah, I right. I honestly he prepared himself. Believe it was Red Cloud's murder that blew him away. Because Red Cloud, ask? Red no, Cloud beat cancer, and to get I beaten ask. to death. And left in an alley when he was just canning by a bunch of little punks. And the Long Beach PD couldn't notify no one when he realized that the system didn't give a shit. And then after that, he was so happy that Anaheim John was gotten off the street. And he died in his bed. That messed Turkey's head up. And I knew it. And he had no one to talk to about it. Now, you know what? Speaking of that, I felt the same way, too. The reason why I say, see, with Miss, yes, we we were all kind of prepared for his passing. But we were prepared for his passing. But the actual shock of it happening, you know, men are very, you know, like they say, men, men cry in the dark. They're, you know, they're the strong folks, and you know, they don't let it out. And you know, he's, you know, they gotta, you know, make it where, you know, they don't, they're not gonna break down. And you know, so I took it like that kind of. It seemed like he was prepared, but also to see me being the last person to see Red Cloud alive that day. I was walking. No, I didn't. I didn't have a car. And uh, no, I was walking, and I was walking. No red cloud. Oh, okay. I, I was the last person to see him. We had been looking for him. So I was walking down Redondo, and right there at the the Seven Eleven that's at Eleventh and Redondo, right there. Who? He was sitting out there on the on the curb on the you know the little curb that you can see Goodwill. Seven Eleven's right next to it. He was sitting on the curb. And he was talking out, you know, talking to himself, and he's talking out loud. And I looked at him, and I said, I had called his name, but he just looked at me like, you know, kind of like he didn't know me. And I said, Red Cloud. Then some just said, uh, let's just leave it alone. So I just got him a cell phone, and I called Cherokee. And I told him, you know, I said, uh, I told him right where he was and where he was at that time. So speaking to him, I had to ask the other night, I said, well, I had to ask, did he feel any type responsible ask him if he did did he go when I called that day because I was on the, I was on the move that day when I when when I saw Red Cloud but then I I just know we were looking for him and I I, I didn't have a car I wasn't that I could do and then he looked at me when I called his name he looked at me kind of like you know like he didn't know who I was or like he didn't want me to know who he was so I called him and I asked him if he had, if if he ever went did he go there that day and he said no he didn't. 
so I asked him if he felt partially responsible for it because I know, you know, he has a good heart. Now I know how my heart would have felt. I'd be like, oh, you know, I, I, I think it's all my fault anyway. I'm a, like he says, I'm a, I'm a hardest critic. Uh, because they, yeah, of course, you know, I take things to heart because I do take uh, responsibility. It's, you know, it's my responsibility to bring it like it is. My responsibility, you know, because I, I watch, you know, and, and I know that one thing that you can never pass on your how you you can't pass on. He has a legacy, and you just can't pass it to anybody. So no, you know what I mean. So I, he said no, he didn't feel like he was partially responsible, but he, no, he didn't. He didn't go right there that day where Red Cloud was. So he didn't say that. So I was like, okay, well, you know, I know he loved him. He loved him. And, you know, we look for him everywhere. But then just like... I know that. Now, even when Red, Red Cloud threatened to kill him, yeah, Sheriff, he still loved him. That, that's another point. See, our social... Man, you know, didn't uh, didn't even even think about that. He had went through that, too. You know, I mean, here is his... He loved him, and he was telling everybody he was going to kill him. You know, Red Cloud was telling everybody. I mean, that, that's something. And then for but our social workers out here... Yeah, I already know, but for our social workers out there now who, like I said, there's a lot of untrained people. I mean, these people that went to school and got their book learning, but they don't have the the EQ. They got the IQ, but they don't got the EQ. Yeah. You know, they, I was you know, going to say that earlier. Um, anyone who cares and takes the time to help someone less fortunate than themselves, they're already social workers giving their papers. You tell me. Mm-hmm. I, I have applied. I've sent my resume in, and you know. Several times with several positions. And mm-hmm. uh, I went into Broadway, you know, because Cherokee had told me to go in there with some jobs, you know. I went in there, and the young lady that was sitting at, you know, at the desk, Man, she oh, it was all I could do. You know, I told her why I was there. And she just shot me down right there. You know, and, and, you know, I'm not really good at that. You know, because it's like, you know, I can just go there and you know be like, well, you know what? Because I remember her from being working at the the village on four, five, six. So it's like, listen, girl, I, I know, you know, where you go from, and you're talking to me like I didn't go off. I I just felt like all I could think was. What if it was someone who wasn't really like is is bad? I mean, somebody see, I'm not bad off. I wasn't bad off at you know somebody who really is bad off. You know, one of our people out there who you know is very sensitive, and that she would to talk to that person like that, and I was like, wow, you know what I'm saying? I mean, that right there could damage someone. The way she talked to me. If I wasn't Gina's, Gina from Gina's group theory, I'm telling you, if I was not Gina, because I could have just been like, you know what, you know, but if I wasn't Gina from Gina's group theory, I'll tell you, I, I, I probably would have had to let her have, I would have had to let hello, her Hello, hello, let's back up. If you weren't Gina, and instead you were Lynn, she'd have had to find a new planet. Oh, hello. Oh, you know, but, but Lynn hung up, she hung up her, uh, uh, fight, fighting boots on, her fighting gloves on a time ago. But, you know, uh, I had to walk away and I had to think about the next one. I said, what if someone, you know, somebody like, let's say, uh, uh, for instance, uh, Karen. 
went in there and she talked to her. Oh like, my oh, god! I mean, what? I mean, that could really. I mean, I walked away from there. I was a little tore up though, cause tear kind of ran from the side of my eye. But I, I kind of, you know, I had to, like Dominique says, I had to take the hit and get it together. So you know, I, and I started thinking and walking them. I mean, that's just her. More, more. That that was her, that young lady's issue. She's not gonna break yeah, my spirit. Yeah. And so I'm, and I'm saying somebody is not training somebody, cause I don't know how do you have her sitting there at the front desk. And <laughs> she's gonna talk mm. that way. She talked to me. I mean, basically, she was telling me I was. What I was saying to her was not that she didn't she didn't believe that it could be she didn't believe that what I was saying to her I was told to tell her it was a blow up. Then I thought about it, you know I got over it. But you know I mean that right there I mean you know what we do out here be us unpaid social workers the ones who you won't get a job to uh, uh, the- back up not unpaid. Well oh well spiritually prosperous. Well, I'm paid. Everything yeah, well, I do. I ain't got no money. I got a panhandle and beg for change for my beer. <laughs> but I'm paid. I really, really. I have yeah. no money. And I am not spiritually broke. That's right. That's so, the best I'm like, Yeah, that's right. You know, that is right. So let's say, let's say what people consider me working for free. You know, you know, I took a lot of ridicule. See, like I haven't. But then it kind of was a slap in the face when it's like you guys know who you know what's up with me, and you guys you don't want to get. But then I thought about it. You don't want to give the person the job who can do it, or the person who may disagree with the way how you're doing it. Or well, wait, wait. You know what? I I, I feel you. Because everybody back when I was doing it, my dad included, why are you doing all this for free and woo, 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 woo? I said, I'm not going to let no one change who I am. And I really did feel like, wow. Do you know when I knew that I was paid? There was a homeless guy. Man. I'll never forget. He calls me the... the um. I don't know. Something about making beans. Because I made lima beans. The lima bean lady? He, he called me something. And... He started yelling at people that were acting ignorant, not listening. He said, don't you get it? She's doing this shit for free. Hmm. Oh. Hmm. And I I can't even... When I thought of that, I looked at him, and I got paid just by him sticking up for me. Oh, I get you, yeah. I got paid. And I, I really, in fact, you know what? I bet you, I don't know if he's ever said it to you. David has. And Cherokee has said to me, one Christmas, we did the Christmas program 
at the cold wet weather program that was held at the armory. Mm-hmm. And, and I had, had Siobhan, Jacqueline, everybody singing. And I was wearing, I made my own costume. I tried to become a princess. I made a cone hat with a veil, and I was wearing a wedding dress. And David said, when he seen me walk in, I was a princess. And mm, Cherokee remembered me singing Amazing Grace. The first time in my adult life ever hearing me sing. And he's never forgotten it. David has never forgotten. Which the homeless have never forgotten. Are you talking about the David that we lost uh, from Changing Spirits? No, my brother David. Oh, I was, I was, I was wondering. Oh, David, David. David, the one with the cane, the walker, the head, the stroke. Yeah. Cherokee's twin brother. Yeah, the twin. I know the other twin. Cherokee's twin. Yeah, his twin. His blood brother. Yeah. You know what? You know what? I have to say, um, as far as let's, let let me make a correction. I was working I was working for free and that was from the people who didn't understand me. Knew me all my life, just about thirty or so odd years. But they never really knew me. They thought they knew. And like I said, you know, I I had I never I never wanna say anything and I was blessed and blessed in eighteen bought, bought my car cash, you know, I had it like that's all they saw. So to them, I'm wasting I was wasting my time. So but you're right. Correction. Yes, I may not have been paid in this greenback, uh what do you call it? Uh, let's not say pesos or euros. Now it's gonna be Euros coming up here close, right? Um, I was paid with God dollars in heaven books. And God dollars in heaven books is the place where you get to where back in the day when I, the, the, the way I wanted to live back in the day, the car I wanted to drive, the car that I desired, and all that I didn't have then. The life that I live today with the less, the less money, I have them. I have a car that I wanted to drive that I could have been driving back then that I thought I would have. But it feels a whole lot better to know that God put it in someone and they put it in someone else to provide it for And, you know, just like Jay asked me, he said, well, you know, are you talking about that religion about, you know, people that pray for money? And like, no, no, no. When I say God dollars, and it's called vested. And I told Cherokee today, I had to, I had to break it down to him because, you know, he kind of, I think he thought maybe the people... He really kind of thought nobody really did for him or something. You know, nobody really cared. You know, because I mean, he's been getting it. I mean, from even to Sharice who left today. Shout out to the Sharice Mercado. She left the village today or yesterday, and she sent him a text. From her on down to Edward Hall out there, who represented, came in, and uh, he's working. Edward working. Got him a job. Girl. Edward got a job. Ron got a house. Still got out. Uh, to say Anaheim John was in. He was in 
Hey, he stayed in his house for what six months. Michael Brown, shout out there to him too. Residing over there across the street from that what six and Linden over over there. He holding it down too in his place. All of everything that your kids touch and every life they hit, every life they touch. My sweetie face out there. I mean, my Cortez. Every me. Everybody he's touched. His success rate. I had to break it down to him like this, so he can understand. See, his success rate, that means that everybody that he has worked with, that he had his hands in, are doing beautiful. Hey, we're out here. And you know something that someone said to me? Ron, this is what I know. He, he, for the first time, he said to Cherokee that I have, you know, you, you helped me. I mean, he, he just bore his soul like I had. Never, I mean, because he's not really, he's not really sensitive. He's not really caring about things. And he doesn't really know. You know, he's not really. He's hardcore. You know, he's tough love. And he's yeah. sitting here and he said, he said it wouldn't be too. You know, it wouldn't be bad if I come back and roll on through and hang out with you. I'm like, wow, you took this man. Like this dude is like he's a worker for way back. <laughs> you know, it's like all he all he can do is to try to you know, live up on you for free. Changes that need to be made 
and that this needs to be recognized. You know, I'm hearing a lot about what what, what funds are being sent up. And, you know, of course, I'm back and forth with Mr. Me, me and Mr. Neal. Um, we're back and forth. He's very busy, you know, elections coming up. Uh, maybe after, sometime after November 4th, he'll come in and sit down with me. And, uh, or either oh, I'd love in. to. Um, something else, though. Oh, you know what? Damn I want to ask you. There was a the guy that you mentioned. What uh, the last show you were on? You mentioned some the guy who, gosh, the uh, I, I believe he's a council member that that got you guys started. He he's he's running for election. Yeah, Alan Lowenthal and yes, Gary Long, a Republican, is running against him and telling beyond lies. I swear. You can call Alan yourself, call his main office right here in Long Beach, leave your number, and you can ask him and talk to him. Cherokee knows him. So when they're saying that he is against us, no, he is not. Oh, okay, who are we talking about? We're talking about the Republican? Or Alan Lowenthal. That's what I'm saying. He was on he's my He's a Democrat. Yeah, Gary he's on my Long, who is a council member, I is him. running against him and lying. Oh, you know what? Just just for a note, too, uh, you know, uh, Laura Richardson, um, I guess they're looking to replace her seat, and they're trying to oust Maxine Cuthbert. Why don't you guys? They've been kind of on her past few years. They're all, you know, I just, I don't understand the smutting. What they are no. doing is trying to set everyone yeah, up to be Republican. Marginal. Maxine Waters, she needs to stay where she is. Laura Richardson needs to get her ass out. Well, I have never supported her. I've spoken with her, and I've never believed nothing she had to say, even when she was on city council here. Wow. Wow. Her real last name is Laura Richardson Batts. Batts? Batts. (laughs) B-A-T-T-S. You don't blow her up like that. You don't blow her up. No, for real. Her husband was the chief of police. She's a cut up. Oh, so and he ran oh. to left field when they started investigating her for losing <laughs> all of the fucking property. Are you serious? So she she well, she got a she has a uh a, a AKA uh a... <laughs> Wow, you done blew her up. Dang. Everybody Bat. knows that she was married to Chief Bat. <laughs> well, shout shout out there to our other council members as well. Well, I don't know, uh the mayor sees up. For uh, grabs, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, not yet. I don't think. Oh my God! Not, but he's really a good like man. He, he is. He is. His crazy. wife. His wife is Dooley. Dooley diagnosed? Yes. Indeed. <laughs> yeah, I think he's got it too. Yeah, he's he bipolar. Like he is. <laughs> hey, that's it. No disrespect to his any. El- Elected officials, but you must keep it 100. This isn't explicit. I'm not, no, I love America. I love America. I do too, but I, 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 I want to ask a favor. Disgusting. He's a pig. 
He is a pig. <laughs> he even looks like a pig. Lock oh, he, he's rude. He's rude. He's so rude. I'm, I'm serious. I, I want to ask a favor, Gina. Wow, man. He's, mm. Can I ask a favor? Oh, yes. Anything, yes. As long as it has nothing to do with you, know, I have to do anything bad. No, I, I'm going to leave it up to you and your and listeners to pick a date. Okay? And okay. my date that I want, um, perhaps just for us, is going to be the funeral date for the pity potty. <laughs> it is time to lay the pity potty to rest. And we need to have memorial service for it. You know, I, all I have to do now is to set up the nonprofit, which I'm going to do everything. I'm going to just pay for it to be done properly. We've already, we haven't got a name yet. This is the nonprofit community based and ran organization that we're starting, guys. You know. And that's why my brother, when he's out here, Bishop, he says, you tell 25 of your friends, and they tell 25 of their friends, that's how we get something done. Now, it's this, like Ron Casanova said, each one teach one. Hello. And lead by example, people. Stop cutting up out there, you know, hey, nobody's going to listen to you. If they see you in the crack house and all that. <laughs> you know, and you let's have a memorial service and bury Peabody. Motherfucker's oh, yeah. dead already. <laughs> Beep. Excuse my language. <laughs> no, just kidding. No, that's okay. We're excited. We're excited. Oh, except for the, you know, the bishop's not out there. Yeah, I don't see the bishop out there. Hopefully, you know, no disrespect to any clergy people. Well, that's the only people that, you know, you know, you get your hats off to, but everybody else out here, they cuss up themselves. I mean, let me take a look at my cell phone and see who's texting me, because, you know, we had this at home, and they're blowing me up. We had those at home <laughs> listeners. So, kids, you guys know I bring what you just want when you want to be anonymous. Because everyone's not going to get out here and spill the beans. But so, if you, you don't want to tell your business, and you don't want anybody to know who you are, you're on the down low. <laughs> just well, you know, I never, I never hid who I was. And I'll never oh, no, forget. Oh, Miss Jackie, please. Yeah, yeah, please. Everybody no, but look. I'll never forget that Joanna Byrne. God rest her soul. Um, Eve Pollock, God rest her soul. Um, Joan Hemphill, I I haven't heard from her lately. Gail Davis was at that council meeting that night. You were there when all the city council shut the hell up. Uh, you don't want to see me back here after ten years. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of, um, kind of get things done. We have lost so many, and we have so many young people that know what they watch their parents go through, but they don't have the backbone to stand up and be accountable. As well as leaders, as well as people who are supposed to be leading us, they don't either. That's one, you know, like, hey, I finally got. 
Jay out there in New York. But finally got to show him. Well, I did, he couldn't see it, but he heard the whole DVD. You, have, you guys haven't got yet. Which is shout out there to my people out there listening. Oh, let me go ahead and give you your love right here. Because, you know, I, I got a listener out there who's loving on you. So let me just bring it to you. Because, you know, I, I got to represent. So let's say. Okay. Uh, here we go. For one, this is the this is the at home person. This is at home fan who's out here. Uh, Jackie is hilarious. <laughs> Laugh out loud, Jackie. <laughs> it's it's ha ha ha. And Jackie blew her up and Edric name and Edric. <laughs> and uh, this is for you, Jackie. This is your at home fan. She's still blowing niggas up. Last <laughs> and uh, fire last first uh, fi- first first last <laughs> first last and real names. Live out loud. Potty party to rest. I like that. Pity. <laughs> That's a shout out there to you. So I hope you. you Amen. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> so that for you as well. So why let's, let's put it to bed. Bury that damn thing, get off our asses, and Do show we mean what we say. We outnumber them. Not even just outnumber. Look, you know what? <laughs> okay, this is what I say. Make people accountable. Uh, okay, or just like me and Jay. I- I'm down with Jay. You know, like, let me tell you. People do not really too much want to get involved. Right now, nobody really has that much money. Everybody's pockets are kind of show. I don't want to come with it. You know, I put up the first forty, and you know, I'm, 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 I'm spiritually, prosperously rich. But you know, when it comes to the dollars, I ain't got it like that. But I, hey, for every day, God gives me the, He gives me the go ahead, and He gives me, He makes the way. So, a lot of people out there can't afford to help with you know the, the money. But then also too, a lot of people are not too, you know, you know, swift to move into. And I. Come on, this is Long Beach. Yeah, I mean, I'm getting it, right? This is Long Beach. Very diverse city. Amazing. I mean, beautiful on the weekends. I mean, well, we want to talk about the police. The case is, you know, this, you know, it could be a really nice place to live, and everything is right there at your fingertips. But the case is also, too, it's Long Beach. <laughs> and there's some characters, that those diverse characters out here are real characters. So you got to be real, you know, for whatever reason, they'll tell you something that might not be true, or they might try to trick you, or something like that. But the same thing goes in other cities, but they're just a little more, you know, skilled slickness out here. But the case is, so you don't want to believe in, you don't know, what, I donate money to this, and I donate. Listen here, if you're playing that lotto, if you're playing the California, California lotto, lottery, you're playing that, and you've been playing it for years, and you ain't won, and you ain't hit the million yet, and you ain't a millionaire yet, <laughs> See all that money that you can't get back could be in your community. All of that money that you paying them like some books, kids ain't getting could be in your community. We can jointly own this. I, I don't even they don't have to have my name on it, but the only reason, the only reason that I'm the first one is because I'm the first one to put it down. Now for the folks out there, I'm not gonna chase anybody down. And this is what me like I told you, look, if you wanna if if you talk a good game, and you know you're saying you want you want changes, you, you don't like the way this and that goes, and you you got issues, and you want to do something about it, well, hey, you got to do. It. That's what I said. I said I can't wait until I get uh, what financially secure in my life to 
starts this organization, I'd be dead by then. Who knows? <laughs> you know, so I had to do it. I had to act on it then. It was like God said, act on it now. So I said, here you go. Jay's working. We're working on it. We're able to see each other's screens, and we can all do this, too. There's a program out there that we have that we'll, we can all be on together and have conferences. Wherever the hell we at, we can all, all of us. So the deal is this. I mean, as long as we're working together, you can, I mean, modern technology has it where we can do this. Nobody, I don't want to be nobody's boss. I don't want to be the man. I don't. I want to just be like I tell people. I'm the teacher here on this on this show. I am a student in a classroom full of students, and we all learning from one another. As long as we're not vulgar, as long as we keep our people. You know, hey, you keep it real. Hey, here. stop not vulgar, because we both have been. Oh me, not vulgar. No, vulgar is more vulgar. We That's said bad discuss. words. Uh, but that's not. I'm talking about vulgar. You know, saying something disgusting, like pink, or so you know, something disgusting, or you know, offensive to someone. Well, Don't clean it up now. Look, just just talking like we were talking here in my living room. You know, I do the show out of my living room, right? So I you know, know in my living room, it's cool, calm, collected, it's laid back. You be yourself. Like oh, you know, guess who come in? You know, hey, shout out there to Mike Davis too. I said, I'm leaving, uh, Mike Davis out there. Got to do a sit-down with him as well. He wants to do a sit-down with me, and that's, you know, I can't wait for that. Oh, and by the way, what I did find out really, let me, I don't know if everybody knows, but I, since I know, uh, our council member, Neil, is a pastor as well. Oh, when I found that out, I was just looking at it. It's like, wow, because, you know, I got my brother out there. It's like, because we got to have, we got to have their word, their say, you know what I mean? Because that's what I say to make this relationship special. And that's why we're like blowing up like crazy. I gotta fill you guys in on that. On that third episode that has passed the first episode, uh, last encounter it was two thousand two hundred and eighty, and growing by the minute. So they're gonna okay, bring you um, to- before before I hang up. Oh, are you leaving? In a minute, because my medicine's kicking in. I'm ready to go. Oh, sleep. you got to go um, out. They Go got ahead, me go. taking the rotten because I have nerve damage in my neck. Tell um, me about nerve damage. Wow. Yeah. Um. Anyway, my brain, wow, has been thinking over the years, doing all of the civil protests. I would imagine you would call it, and saying what I had to say. There were many, many people that called me a communist. And I looked at them because I didn't understand. And then I went to my Bible and I read. And then I had other people, one that was a Republican a very prominent individual in the city of Long Beach that runs a rehab and another property owner that is from Sweden. And we agreed on things. And they go, wow, I have friends that are calling me that. And the only thing that I could say to them was, and please, I hope no one hates me for this, understand when I say communist, 
I do not mean that red baiting or none of that crap. In the Bible, it says, to each according to their need, for each according to their ability. And that means that Jesus Christ was a communist in the true sense of the word. That means community. It means people need to be able to eat, clothe themselves, have a roof over their head, and be safe and secure. And if that's what makes me a communist, so be it. Everyone has the right to a house, regardless. Because anymore, they don't care about the color of your skin. They care about the color of what's in your pocket. And if it ain't green, you on the street. Hello. That's right. Got to represent for that one, Jason. <laughs> okay. And like I say, look. Now, money, I mean, money money can't, okay, money can't fall out the sky in your hands because this happens to me. I mean, literally. But it really doesn't fall out the sky on a daily basis. So, with that, we all can work together. Since you're going to be taking off, and I'm like at that second hour, and I have a caller. I see you out there, caller. I'm going to touch you in two, but Miss Jackie, if you're going to be taking off, I want you to go ahead and send a shout. Give up your wisdom. I love all of my people. I love all of my people. And they use the means of communication and the means of production to keep this country and every other country divided so that they can... Control it. Improvised. Improvised. Where it is, that's improvised. Mm. Yeah, they they make gotta. How does he say it? They want things. They they do things to make things turn. Not that they want to change things. They want things to remain the same. And they want to run us. us. They might as well call themselves Hitler. Hmm. Well, you know what? I'm taking that. I'm taking it. Well, you know, you know my my stance. I'm in it. I'm in it. I'm in it. And no disrespect against government, either local, state, or none of that. Hey, I'm down to work. Hey, I'm I'm a team player. I mean, I'm not a follower. I ain't gonna follow you nowhere. <laughs> you know. Hey, you know. Hey, I won't follow you. But the case is, I'm down to play with you. Work with you. You know, not and this is a play because let me not say that this Long Beach once again. I'm down to work with you. Do anything it takes. That is legal. You know, no, no, nothing illegal that we can do to get where we need to be. One point it, that wait, wait, Gina. All right. Wow. Illegal. Me right. and my pastor Casey. When I was doing a whole bunch, she and I had this discussion, and 
She goes, but the Bible says to obey man's law. And I looked at her. I said, I believe that. However, not when it tries to supersede God's law. Wow. You you got somebody. I think I think my callers who are out here popping up. I think they want to talk to you because they want to talk. So, let, should I drop them on in, or you're out, or do you want? No, I'll wait. Okay, let, let's go on and say to our callers. Hold on. Oh, everybody! It is twelve oh eight in the a.m. It is September fourth. Wow. Funny how time flies. Let's say hi to our guests out here. Hold on. Hello. Gina from Gina's Group Theory. Who am I talking to? Hello. Oh, hello. Oh, hello. Hello. That is. How are you? Uh, I'm. I'm blessed. How are you doing, Elder? Doing a lot better. How are you doing, Auntie Jackie, and everybody else in the in the fam bam? You know. In the um, fam. <laughs> and uh, great to have you here as always. To get, oh, one wait, thing I hope. want to reiterate is that um, conversation went well. Um, very well. Um, the book, the author that we need to go get, Auntie Jackie. Oh, um, how to get out of your own way? How to get out of your own way? Tyrese Gibson. Tyrese? Oh, that's Tyrese. Tyrese. Yeah, he wrote a book. Oh, I've been reading it. Oh, let's go ahead and touch this touch my other caller. Yeah, I feel I feel I feel we're about to be blessed, people. Hold on, let's say hi. Hello. Hi, this is Jennifer Theory. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> what's going on, Bishop? Hey, you know, I was sitting back just listening and and Jackie, uh yeah, I love Jackie. I love to listen to her. Uh we all I, do. I, in her mind, it, it, it's just so much going on. And, you know, uh, I was sitting back here, and, and, and as she said, you know, there are such things as we do have to obey the laws of the land, which is called Caesar's law. Um, but like she said, it is to a certain point, we don't go against what the Bible says. Uh, that's what we're in right now. That's why we feel the way we feel right now, because everything is going against what God has planned for us and what we know what, what is right by the Ten Commandments and all the, de- the, the decrees. Uh, you know, such things as, you know, homosexual marriage and other, that's just one of them, but, uh, and other things that really we know that goes against what God believes and against our religion and against what we believe morally and physically. Um, I just want to say thank you, Jackie, because that, that, was pretty, that was pretty good what you, what you had said right there. It really touched me. Because that's one of my, my one of my niches. One of my things that just drive me crazy about this place. Because you know, the way that they have it, they want to program us to go against everything that God has already set forth. And if the Creator has already set it forth, who is man to take it away? You know, I I, I just it, it it just infuriates me to live in a society like this. That's why we feel the way we feel. And what she said about how the dollar is not a racial thing; it's a dollar amount. That's true too, because if you got the right dollars, boy, your skin color will go away real quick if you're black. So you yeah. know, uh, and, and, and not not to mention, I've, in in this world of ours, AIDS go away 
if you got the right amount of money. So, <laughs> come on now. Come on. But, but truthfully, let me tell you, like the DVDs that I haven't got you guys together to look at, pretty much. See, you said if you got the, if, the, if 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 you got the right money, the amount of money, and it, would, it wouldn't matter about your skin color. See, we do have people of our color out there who are entertainers, who are movie stars, who are making mega, but but it's only a handful. From my understanding, that is a manipulation from the DVD, and I I can't I can't believe in it. No, I'm not down with the conspiracy theory uh, too much, but some of these things I saw. And just because I suffer from, you know, I suffer from schizophrenia, you know, well, schizophrenia is effective, I thought maybe I was tripping. But no, you know, it's a meticulous, you know, I mean, that's what they want you to see. And then those entertainers are making themselves, you know, making it like, uh, I mean, you got the rappers who are out there rapping about killing people, rapping about bitches and hoes and all the extra. And they, got, they got them showing them, you know, open up trunks full of money, you know what I mean, trunks full of money, they land the money, they, you know. They were, they're out there. They're put there to, not actually to aid in you know making us look good. Uh, you know, to all to all of the uh, people of color out there who are in positions to be on TV and on magazines and so forth. You know, we gotta have a little pride. See, nothing wrong with what you're doing, but you don't have to look as though that that's all we're good at. And and like the honorable grand master. Amos Wilson said, you know, we're all right if we're laughing and singing and dancing, laughing and singing. You know, the world is looking at you as who you are. And what you stand for should not be that you have no clothes on, that maybe you could be a prostitute or maybe that, you, you know, that you're just killing people for dollars out there. You know, I mean... It's not saying that you can't say, you know, freedom of speech. Yeah, we all have freedom of speech. You can rap about whatever you want to rap about. That's, that's fine. But, you know, just, just I'm reaching out to y'all. Just think about the impact of the rest of the world. The rest of the world looks at us as though we're troublesome anyway. I mean, we never get along. You know, every other race it does. You know, everybody can, still, everybody can live in the same house. We're, we're, we're already portrayed to be, you know, all right. of, of no good. Oh, I got you, bro. Yeah. What is that noise? Hold on. My body. Oh. This is it. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, uh, oh, truck. Oh, hey, Gina. That's the AC. I, I do want to say something. And, oh, excuse me. Yeah. First thing, I want to thank the bishop. For hearing what I said instead of taking it personal. Um, The second thing I want to say is, unfortunately, and you ain't going to like me when I'm done. (laughs) I'm being honest. Um, They're putting that rap music out there because, unfortunately... The only thing that does matter to most people in today's society is that dollar. (laughs) And they are going to make that dollar regardless, okay? 
It doesn't Certainly. mean that they care about what they're saying. That is what people are listening to. Now, you cannot tell me you wouldn't do it either. If I saw, uh, like I said about the city of Long Beach, if I walked outside and spit on the ground and a damn tree grew, they would figure out a way to patent my spit. Okay? Well, well I'm But I'm, I'm, they do that. It's not a color thing. It, uh, it's no. just all the, the rage, the fad. Think about back in the day with Elvis Presley. And he made a, a, a statement with his prejudice ass. But his <laughs> you blew him up too. <laughs> you blew him up. Wait a minute. Let me, he let me said myself. point blank. And, and please forgive my language. Oh, here she goes. She blowing up somebody? She's about to blow you up. No. It, it, he said the only thing the N-word can do for me is shine my shoes. <clears throat> and I hated him every since I heard that. And growing up as a kid, his movies were the bomb. <laughs> they were the bomb. I, well, I wasn't a kid when they, you know, but they were the bomb I when I saw them. I not look at him anymore. <laughs> well, why is that? And the mo- people are running around saying he's still walking around. He dead. <laughs> he, he hanging out with Tupac. You fake? May I, may, <laughs> may I mention something right, right quick? You know, now they got other um, races using the same N-word, and it's not proper because the N-word shows your ignorance. Hmm. To me. Well, I agree well, with that. But you well, see okay. what? Well, you, but okay, what? Go ahead. Go ahead, Mr. They don't understand any of our young people. They do not understand the meaning of that word. Of that word. They need to look it up in the dictionary before they let it come out of their mouth. And like my mama used to say, "Do you eat with that mouth?" Dirty mouth, you dirty mouth. You would not put nothing that filthy in your mouth. So why would you let something that filthy come out of it? And, and you know what? And, that, and that's why, Bishop, I, I got to speak on speak to you on this one. That's why it's so good. You know, I mean, like I said, I was just before you came on, I was seeing how uh, uh, Council Council Member uh, Neil, he's a, a pastor. I think, I think. You guys have something to bring too. I hear a lot about, you know, who is rep- you know the people who are representing us, uh, which they're not re- really representing me, and I don't think that you guys think they're representing you, but they're they're the face that you turn on TV and see, like uh, L. Sharpton, you know, and uh, you know we won't say any other names. I've, I've had people out here, you know, they, I mean, they're just poster people as far as I can see. No disrespect, you know, I mean. Just perm, like George it, Bush and Reagan. Reagan was an actor, and he perm, was a puppet for the Bushes. But like I said, a perm in 2012, that is pimp kind of stuff going on. No, mm-hmm. I'm kind of like Jay. Go na- I mean, hey, if you're going to represent us, go natural. You don't have to go slick back like that. I mean, hey, we, we don't want you to represent It ain't that how slick you look. It's about how you carry yourself, and that's what the pastors and our clergy people out here can bring to this show. When you guys give us, Bishop, when you give us your input, maybe that can, it's not a, 
you know I don't even go to church that now you know <laughs> now you know you always invite me to, yeah I come you know I come every now and then you know Easter maybe you know so I'm not really beating the door down myself because it's not a it's not a beat down well, it's not well, a religious Gina, thing. Gina. You know, no, nobody, you know, nobody's judged by how you go to church because, you know what, if that's the case, our biggest demons are the ones that are in church all the time. You know, you, you, you can't. Amen. I got I to gotta be right. Church people are the most hardest people to deal with. I got to yeah. be real. I got to be real. You know, and a lot of pastors wouldn't say it, but I, got, I, I, I deal with the church. I know, you know. So, you I know, know uh, uh, what we have to do, we just have to be true to thy own self. We have to understand that, you know, we have to have the morals. We have to understand that they put things out here, like you were talking about. They, they put, uh, Jackie was talking about, you know, they in the raps, they, they put the drunk loads of money. They put the, the dope. They put the, the, the explicitly dressed young lady out there with nothing on. They, 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 what they're doing is they're showing these kids, okay, if you listen to rap or if you become a part of the rap culture, that you're going to come up. And, you know, they're not putting it out there, if you get an education, you're going to come up. They're putting it out there, if you call, uh, uh, if you have a certain language, a certain way of talking, uh, you're cool, it's acceptable, you know, uh, and, and what they're doing is they're, di- they're diluting our educational system. They're diluting yeah. us. Yeah. They're, they're making us, they're, they're, and they're changing our value point. It used to be a yeah. point where if you if you had mother wit, can I, can I, can I talk on this? If you yeah. had mother wit... You know, you can you can make it. You know, you can take five dollars and you can make it. You know, but 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 the way they're making it now, if if you don't have, or if you're not selling drugs, or if you're not you're not pimping people, or if you're not calling women bitches, or if you're not, you know, it goes far. It goes far and wide. And, and, and what that's doing is it's making the blacks look even worse than they already mm-hmm. look. It, and, 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 they are making it so that it's acceptable to be ignorant. It's acceptable yeah. for us to call each other nigger. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's unacceptable because the word nigger means what? An ignorant person. Ignorant mother so-and-so. And they come in all colors. And, 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 and it ain't no, ain't no such thing as only brown people are ignorant. And only brown people are called niggers. Anybody can be called Ooh. a nigger. Oh yeah, they got all kind of okay. Uh, like 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 what somebody Go took me long time ago. Okay. Uh, uh, no, 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 no. I, I'm I'm just saying. You know, I gotta be real. See, I no, I'm not gonna I come out here. I'm not gonna come out here half baked because you know that's what's wrong. People are afraid to express themselves. They're all tied up in this thing. They're afraid people gonna come at them. They're afraid they're gonna get killed. They're afraid. Uh, you know what? We gonna die anyway. So you know what? Hello? We might as well change. We might as well change the world. For our youth, because our young are being misled. I'm done. Yes, they are. Yeah, yeah. And and with that being said, let me let me go ahead and say what what I was told about a nig a nigger a nigger whatever however you want to put it is that no a you gotta say it like the white people do niggas. No, no. Well, you know the whole thing is you know, Oprah. Oprah, Oprah and, you know, I I know, but Oprah and them they're making a big thing out of nigger nigger. You know, because they say nigger. You know. I, I've got so desensitized to the word. Not that, not that you I already know I hate that word. You know, I mean, yes, you do. But I'm so desensitized to it because that's really not the... See, to me, you know, all of them getting on the bandwagon about what the, the nigga word ain't just what was happening. What uh, Bishop made a point is, and, and what I what I see in that DVD and that room, you know, it's, it's to dis- distract the Negro so that they can run away with all the money. 
Here it goes. Here it goes. That's what they do. Umar Johnson, you guys. You know, go ahead and check out Umar Johnson. That's he puts a he puts a real spin on it on my Facebook and spin on this whole thing. It's to distract us. While while we're distracted looking at all this uh, you know, uh, rape and all this stuff that they these entertainers and all these, you know, people are playing, you know. While we're looking at that, they're running off with all the money. They're running off with all the Africa. Africa. Uh genocide. You know, what everything's Sweetheart. going on with Katrina. Katrina. Genocide, right? And, in the good old Gina, okay. years yeah. ago, in 1994, when I went to school in Chicago, uh, and they didn't nope. try to just teach me stuff. They allowed me to learn on my own, and I came to a realization. And, and don't get me wrong, I am glad that we won our independence from Great Bit. Britain, and I am glad that they freed the slaves. However, all the people of the North, the, wow. You know, oh, speaking of that, speaking of all that. All they did was free the slaves because they couldn't keep blacks as slaves much longer. Um, the first slaves were Irish people. That oh, didn't yeah. last long. Immig- um, they freed the slaves to re-enslave all Damn. the mentality. people. The mentality. Yes, yes, yes. And I they have you. enslaved every human being in Sin. this world. We have Sin. to pay for the right to work. And, and they're they're committing crime because they are taxing pre taxed dollars. You're taxed when you make the money. You're mm. taxed when you, when spend, you spend the money. The money. That is illegal. Man. And no Man. one challenges them on it because what? If you challenge them, you're in trouble. Yeah, you're in the hot seat. You might get tased, anything. You might get in a setup with drugs or something, anything. They I'm here to tell you, but I jail for 30 days for My brother yeah, went to jail for driving without a license. He was in bed asleep. <laughs> Peter went to jail trespassing. He was at McDonald's buying a meal. And my friend about the problems you, your whole family has had with this, this the, the PD out here, and and what I've just recently experienced with them too. You know, I'm getting a lot of feedback. It's like, man, I, I have so many battles that I have on my plate that I don't want to take. I, I just feel like I don't want to, you know, just go away from what the real purpose is. But that's yeah, how you, you know, reach burnout and want to lock yourself up. Yeah, you know, I mean, but talking that's to Bishop, what they speaking about when they freed the slaves, I took. This is some years ago. When I was going to Cerritos College. I took my whole family. That means uh, my my ex husband, my mother, my, my brother, all his kids. And I took them up. Now get this. I had to do this for for class. I took them up to uh, Fort Tejan. Fort Tejan is where the battle was fought between North and South. 
here. Mm-hmm. And it's still in its original condition. And they have they have rented Bishop, Bishop. Wasn't it quite something for you to see the reenactment of the North and the South? They even had on the dresses. I mean, the women, the, the whole shebang. They're doing their reenactment out there every so often now. I mean, reenacting the whole whole scene. So I, I figure, yes, in a way, okay, it tells you a little bit about history, but it's not really telling you the whole thing. And and wait a minute, you're reenacting all that. Well, we, what is that about? <laughs> I mean, it was it was an experience for me. But Bishop, was that something to see for you? To know that that is where the Civil War began. Oh, he he has on mute. Bishop, can you hear me? Well, he can't hear me. What do you say about that? I mean, you had something, to, and come to find out, you know, Confederates and the flags and everything. It, it, it Gina. Was, yeah. Yeah, I took you off mute. Okay, yeah. You know, what did you feel about that? It was good for the family to see, but, you know, they, I don't think it was probably the way history really was. But I didn't see Nate turn anywhere. Did you see any black people out there? Remember, Bishop? Yeah, you, uh, give me a second. I, I'll get right back to you, Gina. Go ahead and talk. Okay, okay. Well, yeah, I was like saying, well, hmm, hmm, well, why is it that I, I don't think they probably have any other events like that made, you know, displayed in any, you know, a forum like that where students from college would go take a look, take the kids. It's, it's, a, it's all an experience. I think you lead, you lead by example. So, you know what, Tina? What? Look, I was in 10th grade, and, wow, I was going to Banning High. And then in 11th grade, they had a class that they were forced to implement African-American history. And for you to be able to take that class, as an elective, your parents had to sign a waiver. And I was like, oh, my God. That was in the 70s. Um, and we learned about um, Dubois and, you know, most of it. However, they didn't teach us really what we needed to know. Can I ask you a question? No, no, no. Uh, just, just out of curiosity, uh, the class in which you attended, what was the ra- what was the racial quote were you were, were diverse? I was the only white kid in there. <laughs> <laughs> Really by the color of my like. skin, not by the color of my soul. I just had to ask that. How did you tell me why? But you know what? You've you got to remember, I created two riots. <laughs> one the, in ninth grade <laughs> and one in tenth grade. Because what? I had an afro. And white folks just, and mine be Angela Davis out. <laughs> I had an afro. You're really not white, though. Come on. You're I'm white. Gray. You're a black woman living in a white woman's body. I am gray. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. 
only only way anybody would even notice is when you start to let somebody have it. That you so the deal is. Oh yeah, remember that day? Who was that big white guy talking all that crap to John? Oh yeah, because Miss Miss Jackson <laughs> get real funky with you. you get real funky. She's, she, oh but, my but she, god! She means so though. The case and is. I I didn't even know I was gonna do that. And the I looked is, her, I said, and what's that? My neck start doing stuff. Rolling your neck, rolling your eyes, snapping your fingers, and all that. I was going to get up and beat that big old corn fat white dude up. And I'm it's, only 5'5". Five five. It's an image. It, it's all about It's all about image. And you're right, it's all about the greenbacks. It's not really about, you know, what the outcome would be. But, see, this is, I mean, just like, just like I said, we can't really wait, you know, wait on our officials to do this job because really or we can't wait or decide to choose or pick or vote and all that extra we're going to take this in you know I mean I have a lot of you know listeners out there and guests who come out here who say take it in your hands and even Mr. Neal he's he he's his main question that really rings my head is you know getting civil people civilians together getting them together and also too Educating and updating our children about all of the things that we do know. Not saying that you know, because me and Bishop, we you know, we were raised upper middle class. You know, educate, you know, educated private school, all that extra. You know, not that oh, you know, well the white man got me down and all, you know, the man you know, and all this. I gotta go sell some drugs. You know, or I gotta rap on TV, or I'm gonna have to show my booty on TV. You know, come on now. You know, is it you know? Yeah, okay, y'all want to make your money, I understand. But look, please, please think about the future. See, you're not going to see. After a while, your, the booties are going to be hanging, and, you know, you ain't going to look as good as you look. And, you know, the tattoos are going to sag and all the extra. But what about the kids? The kids are going to be growing up. You, you'll you be washed up by the time <laughs> that they get grown up. So start thinking, you know, more constructively about us killing killing stigma that's on people of color. The stigma that we can't get along, we can't do this, we can't do that. You know, this is a everybody kind of thing. We have to get, I mean, nobody, I mean, representing yourself for a dollar bill, you know what I mean? Come on. You know what I mean? Yeah, money is needed. Maybe you have more money than God, and, and, you know, you really don't have to, you know, you really don't have to do all the extra. I mean, some of, the, some of these people, they already have a lot of money, so they really could kind of tune it down. I think even Snoop Dogg stopped smoking weed for a minute. You know, because his kids, I heard he back, you know, he fell off the wagon on that one. But, you know, at least he attempted to do something. And he's a rapper, and he'll call you a bitch in a minute. But he tried to do something to create a different outlook about all we do is smoke weed. No. What, what did Omar Johnson say? Give the Negro a sack of weed. <laughs> a sack of weed and a, some, something else he said. And, you know, we're past it. We're, hey, we're good. You, you run off with the whole world. The bottom line is, let's get undistracted. Okay, we don't have to, you know. I mean, everybody's seen everything everybody else got. So let's start trying to think about what these kids, you know. Someone, uh, yeah, it was Ron. He was saying about a friend of his, his daughter is, you know, fast. He, you know, she's little, but she's, I mean, like, yeah, come on, parents, too. Like, I was, hey, like I tell parents, get active. I know it's hard out here. I know you got jobs. You get two parent homes, everybody's working. It's like my my brother, the bishop. I mean, hey, he's out there pulling it. Maybe seventeen hours a day, six days a week, seven days a week. Sunday with Sunday in church. But the case is, he out there pulling it. Let's let's take one day out of the month 
to do a drop-by visit by your school, by the school, talk to the teacher. You know, I was sitting there listening to my niece and nephew who started me on the radio show, you know, and I was listening to them. They were having a parent-teacher conference, and I looked at, the, you know, the be husband, and then I said, Denise, and they're late, and they didn't make it the first. Look, you guys, get more actively involved. Get to know the teachers. Get their, get their numbers. You know, communicate. You know, much love to my, my, my son and daughter, Cortez Dominique, out there. But they'll tell you, I, you know, I wasn't working, especially. If you were not working, and you're at home, mom, dad, or dad, because it can go either way. You know, come on now. You mean to tell me you should be actively involved in their education, making sure that the teachers are doing Because everybody, you know, there's some teachers out there just as well. We have in a social worker uh, environment. There are teachers out there who they really don't give a damn if you get no education. I mean, I mean, I know back in the day, they really did. They did, hey, if you play basketball, you know, you hey, You know, they'll skip you on through. Now they're making it much harder. You guys have to take that exam or have an exam just to graduate out of high school. They're making it harder for you. So, really, you ain't got time to be bullshitting, you know, past the, from from kindergarten to 12th grade. You you guys really ain't got time. But from my understanding, the dropout rate is, is gotten lower, you know, as far as high school students. But also, too, drugs are getting higher and all the other elements, all the other elements that we got out here. You know, we have, you know, this gang thing. You know, shout out to my cousin Johnny out there. Our cousin out there making miracles. I mean, he came from, you know, being a, a gangbanger. And, and now him and Trayvon Williams are out there working. Got to have a basketball uh, for you, you know, to keep to keep them from gangs. You know, Tookie's son, Tookie Williams' son. His son is doing it. Even though he, he, you know, they still executed him, his son is making it happen. His dad is gone. And his dad, you know, of course, pun, you know, the punishment, I don't even want to get into that whole capital punishment yeah, thing. Yeah, please. But, I don't want to yeah, go I don't there. even want to go there. I don't want to go there. But, his, but he's living. I spot the Yeah, you know, I mean, we, well, yeah, we don't want to His son is trying, you know, he doesn't have to do that, but he's trying to do what his dad trying to take back wrong that was implemented when they started it. I mean, even though I know we were were from the very start in the monopoly game of life, we got the shorter, you know, we got the shorter stick. So we had to struggle. But that just makes us more resilient. I mean, we're more resilient. We're much more, I mean, that's why you don't see too many of us. When we lose a job or lose our house or lose whatever, you know, it's not too many of us will, you know, blow our brains out or whatever. You know, it's, it, takes a, a really special kind to do that. But, you know, we, we don't trip over stuff like that because we bounce back. You know, being that I bounce back, you know, anybody can bounce back. If I bounce back, and, and so now I have, I have a different idea. You, you said to me, you said, you tell me if they didn't pay me to be like, let's say, look here. If, if, they, if I had a position to do that, would, would I do that? No, I wouldn't because, you know what, I got courted as a dominate. There ain't no way I'm going to be out displaying myself like that and embarrassing my children. If you don't have kids, and you can do what you want, I guess, you know, but no, no. For shaming my my people, you know, shaming my mom, their legacy, their, their it just wouldn't happen. Not, not for me. It's not that much money that you can pay me to lower the standards that they gave. The things that they, like I said about the principal, you know, with the job, the employment situation I had, the the, all of that, the prince, I'm all about the principal. Even when I did have money, I was still about the principal. The principal, you got to have some principal. And one that is really good to have is integrity. Integrity is not really 
given. Um, just like pride, you know, pride. I mean, not not let's say not uh, foolish pride. Foolish pride will keep you down for, but pride in what you do and the lives you can change. You know, I mean, it, it it's real good to, to see everybody that's been through with Cherokee here the past week. Just giving them praise, you know, and and just you know, tell them how you know they they, they should have did a long time ago, I guess. But I'm coming over your house Saturday, kick his ass. <laughs> well, uh, you ain't gonna beat up on Cherokee. Come on, yeah, I she can do what I want. That's my brother. He he's doing much better now. The case is, I mean, he was cut up prior to this show, right? Oh yeah, people, and he'll tell you with the quickness. The Cherokee of today was not the Cherokee that people love to see him coming. He said, but back in the day, he used to hate. <laughs> when he I know. He was coming for some. He was coming to get some money, claim some stuff. So I mean, he changed his life. You know, it. it we can all do it. You know, we can all. I did it. I mean, it's all for me. Not really for me, because like I said, I'd be long gone too. But I, shit, I might be all y'all out here, but just so that the kids grow up and then they can start trying to make a change for the generations after that, so that we all should be able to have a house living. We all should have a decent education. We all, and from my understanding, all the private schools are going out. I mean, hey, St. Albert, Brett, St. Albert, going down the drain. Uh, Virginia Tech gone. You know, all the all the private schools are being taken over by the charter schools. And from my understanding, they're still paying for that. I have to, I have to find out about that. I mean, come on now. And, and Ebonics, Oakland, Oakland, all that. That's the, see, that's another. That's that's another. Please thing don't right say there. that word. I gotta, I gotta say, gotta you say. know, I've argued with you. Ebonics, my ass, is street slang. That's what it's I, just that's what I'm else They are trying to put country, on really. black people to make a dollar. Um, it, it, it's really a southern thing. It's, well, it's well, really well, Jackie, hello? Yeah. Yeah, well, well Jackie, no, they, they, they're trying to put a label on, on, on bad language so that it could be acceptable. You know, you would never catch anybody with it. It, it doesn't matter it's what they right. call it, Jackie. If they put it out there, it's still slang, right? If they put yeah. it out there, uh, you ever seen you ever see a lawyer talking ebonics? You ever see a doctor talking ebonics? You ever see uh, 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 someone on on um, uh, uh, the financial track talking with ebonics? Do you ever see them make it? No, Not in public, but if, if, if you make you make it acceptable. If no, you make it acceptable, it handicaps the kids. It handicaps the kids. I know. And that's what people do. They just talk regular. All of a sudden, the cameras in the press, they clean it up. Well, it's, it's not socially acceptable to, to the upper class. So you, you, you get a whole culture of these kids talking Ebonics, and, and along with them Wiggers, them Wiggers, and Wiggers too. That's another one. We're Wiggers on that. Yeah. That's a whole other show. Wiggers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, hey, you, you, you got all that going on. Nobody, you can't get a decent job. <laughs> Nobody's going to hire you talking ebonics. Nobody, nobody, nobody will. Yeah, no, uh, it goes back to tattoos all over your face too, your neck. I mean, come on. I don't know. I, I understood. I mean, understood. And, and you know, nobody's going to hire you with your pants down. You, you, know, you, you sagging. You sagging. Come on. Oh yeah. Can I, oh yeah. Can, I there, there? can you can you also say the same thing about Pig Latin? Uh, well, no, uh, don't you do? Hey, don't you be having all yeah. these? Yeah. 
and pick me following me and you want to jump on me. No, at two please let me. I ain't talk that. <laughs> that. But, uh-huh. Do they? Hold up. Pigmeats don't play. Pigmeats don't play. When they get down, they can kill an elephant with a with a two pick. I am okay. I am, I ain't messing with them. Pick me. Okay. Can, can we um even if you lose me, I want to like kind of sort of give a challenge out there. Um, first we have a funeral for the pity party. Okay, tell, tell, second, tell the second, I is, think everyone out there who really needs to understand that have came from the ghetto, out of the ghetto, to read Tyrese Gibson's book, okay. How to Get Out of Your Own Way. Weird. Okay? okay. Um... It is so important and so awesome. And when you go to, like, the healing circles or understanding your roots and you start reading and listening about the deer tracks and stuff, you're like, oh, my mom told me that. Oh, wow. My grandma told me that. That's right. That's right. Storytelling. Storytelling. We have, we have Storytelling all forgotten because society has made life such a strenuous journey it is. It is. Yeah, you that we forget what the people who loved us the most taught us. That is right. Shout out there to Tyrese. Uh, I'll, get, I'll get the book. I'll get the book. I'll check it out. Uh, much love to that brother for bringing it as well. I mean, that's one. That's one out there. Let's talk about Will Smith. Will Smith. Will Smith is one of Tyrese Gibson's mentors. <laughs> yeah. He's a, he, but, see, he's the first rapper that came out with the clean rap. You know, Richard Pryor, you know, you, you got to admit, Richard Pryor was a – I mean, he was, he was good. He brought out – he said a lot of stuff. I mean, really, I think he – from my understanding of the history, between him and Red Fox, you know, they put that word nigga out there. You know, they did. I mean, they they talk nigga this, nigga that. You know, I mean, that, you know, so when you look at it, you know, I, I know every, the young people are getting the blame for this. And, and come on now, you know, you know, Rich Pryor, it, it was comedians like him and others that brought out the real Paul Mooney. Uh, he's hilarious. I mean, keeps it real. I mean, keeps it real. Uh, another one who's now, you know, they say the word nigga. I mean, uh, Eddie Griffin. They they say it like, you know what I mean? But they started it. And back then, it nobody really cared. It not nothing. It really doesn't. To me, well, personally, it just really doesn't. I don't know what, hey, look, you know, call me what you want. So don't call my ass collect. And don't come calling me <laughs> when you need some help. <laughs> but if you think about it, in almost all Latino languages, Negra, negrito, it means black. And black is dark. And black. that's just a, their it's word. It's just a form of disrespect to another race. That's all it is. Yeah. Hello. I, I haven't really seen too many black people, but see, you know, over there. <laughs> purple black. I, that's but, like being called I mean, black. I haven't seen anybody black. You know? Oh, no, Gina. No, does. We're talking about the entire black 
people. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, the small head, the little black bug. <laughs> no, me and me are milk bugs, okay? The bottom line is this: you know, the, the, we're we all lose sight of what the real issue is, what we really need to do because we're so busy. And uh, like I try to promote out here, you know, what helped me was to take a look at myself. I before when I started improvement or when I spoke of improvement or change, I, I had to look at myself. I had to look at myself and start with me. See, when people start to start, when I started with me, then I stopped looking at other people. See, you spend time, you know, waste time on someone else's life. You know, start on you, work with you, get you right. And then when you get right or halfway right, then maybe you can help someone else. But you can't help. And I, I, I don't know why people do it, that people who are really just really not of good good nature, why do they try to influence others to, you know, what they should do? You know, this is the thing I learned, too. You know, I would prefer to make a mistake that I made myself as opposed to listening to someone else. When you listen to somebody else and you do what they tell you to do, then it's not even your mistake. So you really feel like you feel like a numbskull, like <laughs> ignoramuses. When you realize that, oh, I, I'm, I did, it failed, but I, it failed because you listened to someone else. Now, if you fail at your own stuff, it's okay. But if you fail because of some other, you listening to someone else, that's why, you know, we need more. Yeah, we do need leaders. We need more positive leaders who have backbone, who will not be scared. Well, you know, we talked about this last show, Bishop, about the reason why, you know, you know, I, Officials don't want to say nothing, and most of them, I mean, hey, Colin, Colin Powell, he didn't want to run for president because he, you know, because of the the whole I might get shot in the head thing. Still is this. You know, we need people out here who have guts. You know, we need somebody to represent. And also, too, uh, these these council members, I saw a, a council member out of Detroit, and this lady didn't have her stuff together, and the reporter, which was the white lady, you know, she blew her up. You know, don't just talk the game. Do the game. Be about the game. Don't bring something that you don't know anything about. That's that's why I try to stay clear of issues. You know that I don't. If I don't know nothing about it, then I'm not going to say anything about it. Because simply, if I'm giving out wrong information, then that information goes to somebody else. And by the time it gets to someone, someone it, you know, it could probably touch. It's all messed up. So you know, we have to take responsibility for our own oneself. And then we get together collectively and make a difference. You know, I mean, like I say, if if you, I don't care if you pay more rent than I live. If you, you're in my district, because that's how our cities are divided, districts. If you're in my district, even though you might have a million dollar house and I'm only paying like five dollars, you know, you're still in my community. Our children go to school together. Our grandchildren might run across each other. You know what I mean? So the deal is, we we got to start with us. Start working with our family. That's one thing I can say about the Native American uh, traditional. They are strong with it. That's I, they were the only ones that didn't you know, ever die than being enslaved. The, the deal is that we need to start implementing, you know, more unity and clearing up all the dis- dispel all the stigmas of what we should, what we are. This is a call out to all these entertainments, maybe entertainers who may be doing things that you know represent us like with criminals and prostitutes. Please, you know, um, just just give it a thought. You know, man, the difference. I, you you don't have to be a role model. Nobody's asking you to be a role model. Nobody's a role model. My students would be 
line. You know, all that you put the needle good for you anyways, and it didn't represent yourself really well. And why why do you like money in the bear? So wanna be something different, wanna be something unique. What did mom always say? Mom always said, Stand from apart. You you well, how how did you put it? Set yourself apart from that. So, you know, be be the one person standing to the side while the group of people you know, while the work falls on the group of people. If you're that one over there that's not with the, the in crowd, you don't have to be popular. You don't have to be in the in crowd. Yeah, I mean, I was odd. I was odd. So, I mean, I wasn't in the in crowd. Yeah, I was a little sheltered. The case may be, I did pretty all right. Mom did pretty all right. It is, you know, try to have a kid, like I told Cortez and Dominique, broaden your vocabulary. You know, learn new words. Don't, you know I mean, get the thesaurus. You know, I mean, when we brought our vocabulary and we start learning other things that we were, you know, that we wouldn't have learned any other way unless we installed it in them, you know, start doing things like that. You know, and set the example. Lead by example. You know, these kids don't need to be following nobody. They don't need to see anybody on TV that they feel that they have to be like. Those people on TV got problems. You know, just like uh, with Lindsay Lohan, I hear you back on in, in the jail system. That kind of thing like that, you know, these, they represent all this. These Disney kids, Disney kids are smoking and drunk driving and running over, running over and running, hit running. So the deal is, you know, let's let's not let others raise our children. Let's raise them ourselves. That's what I was Gina, I got, I got one other comment to make. Now, as I was spending time with, with my grand earlier today, I had the opportunity to watch or actually listen to a cartoon. And I didn't catch the name of this cartoon, but then again, it was on the cable channel, which we have to pay for now, however the case, via the government, again. However the case, this cartoon being watched by, what, from, I would say, four years to, what, adult age? And, and they're cursing. No censorship at all. F this, F that, F this, F, you know, you know. Wow. And I was starting from what, yeah. South Park, yeah. you know, and so on and so forth. You know, you can always get the yeah. Simpsons, and now the Simpsons are being, you know, prime time examples of, as well, you know. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And, and right now, you know, my brand is under one, however the case. He's not even paying attention. To the cartoon, he's worried about walking and, and holding, you know, holding hands and, you know, that kind of thing, you know. But when he gets to that age, when it's his era, that's the bottom line, your era. Yeah. Yeah. When and and that's one thing. Your era. Yes, yes. That's, yeah, thank you. Thank you, Todd. Because hey, you know it, it's better to start early. Start your kids early. I mean, you know, Asian people read to their bellies when they're pregnant. Start early. You know, you know, babies are cute, but they need somebody to nurture and to teach them. So, if you guys Gina. start from the beginning, yeah. Yes, Gina, you know, you know, he's right because you you remember what our cartoons were. I mean, we had goofy things that happened. You know, we had like they hit each other over here with frying pans and you know and, <laughs> and, and, and you know we you know Daffy Duck and. And Bugs Bunny, and we had simple, innocent cartoons. 
we had no cussing. We had no, I mean, the other day I was looking at Family Guy and he, they're pulling his pants down and indicating that they're having sex. And I mean, they're, yeah. and they're doing all this, all this, and all this is going into our children. Yeah, yeah, so, so, so they, they make it seem okay. And, and not just to mention, they took away the point that we can't whip our kids and we can't chastise our kids the wrong way. And, you know, they, they're making it so they control our kids. They're controlling our kids' mind. You know, you know, I mean, you know what, you know what, you know what? Even to the point where in these cartoons, the kids are talking back to their parents. Oh, mom, you're yeah. stupid. Oh, dad, you don't know what you're talking about. Look at Bart Simpson. He treats his dad like dirt. You, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And these kids are mimicking what they see. And you can't yeah. beat it out of them. You can't, it used to be the time you get your belt, a kid would be afraid to say, oh, dad, you're stupid. Now, now they're, they're, they're brazen. Now they're like, oh, you're stupid and you're MF and you're everything else. What you going to do about it? Let me call 911. No, I don't need to get breath no more. Oh, hell no. Wait a minute. No, that's what they no. do. No. I have 10 children. 17 grands, three great grands, and ain't nobody going to tell me what I can and cannot do. Um, I do not abuse my children. Wait a minute. And my children have even used that against me. I'm going to call the child. I'm like, what? Oh, yeah. I called the police to come to my house. <laughs> and when they showed up, I said I gave my son a black eye. Wow. And they said, wow. ma'am, that's child abuse. Uh, I said, wait, hold up. I stood up. I said, stand up, son. He did. He was 13. And I said, my son wanted to go outside and sling crack cocaine on the street with the older people. Uh. And when I grabbed the belt and was going to hit him, he grabbed the other end. And he said, I'm too big to be hit with a belt. I looked at the belt. I looked at him. I said, you know what, son? You're absolutely right. I dropped my end and socked him right in his eye. <laughs> that was that was back in the day. Hey, you guys, look. I'm going to go ahead and take it out with the outro. You guys stay logged in. Everybody who's logged in, because, you know, once past 1 o'clock, you won't be able to log back in. Take out the ex- the extra, play my, you know, my, my song, and then we'll be back in 2 and 2. So make sure your phones are charged. Okay, make sure your phones are charged up that you remain in. Remain there, Bishop, Zachy, Todd, all my other listeners out there. Thank you guys for being out there. I'm going to go ahead and send this shout out here. Ask yourself what you can do. This is what I ask myself, and this is my intro. So here we go.
Everybody, we're at the top of the hour. You're back live with Gina's Groove Theory. It is 1:03 in the AM, September 4th, 2012. Bringing it live here in Long Beach, your KXRW Community Connection Radio Station. I'd like to thank everybody who's out there, who's bringing it and supporting as well. We're we'll gonna go ahead and uh, sit on that last note. I'm gonna. I got something for. I'm gonna go ahead and play this for Miss Jackie Gage out there. She likes it. So here we go. Here's. How can I mend a broken heart? How can you mend a broken heart? By L. Green. It's for you, Miss Jackie.
think of younger days When I live for my life Was everything a man could want to do
It is 1.16 in the a.m. It is October 4th, 2012. Countdown to Halloween, kids. Uh, here's another little shout-out. This is for all. This is one point that we did not bring up to the mamas out there. This is the Miss Jackie as well. Todd and me missing our moms, and as well as she's missing her mom. And all you guys out there who have moms, we have to represent for them, too. So here we go. We're going to have to play Dear Mama. I miss mine. And if you got one, you better hold on to her tight because, hey, it doesn't only come one. Backside 
a crack fiend, mama. You always was a black queen, mama. I finally understand for a woman it ain't easy trying to raise a man. You always was committed. A poor single mother on welfare. Tell me how you did it. There's no way I can pay you back. But the plan is to show you that I understand. You all appreciate it. Tell us it was fair No love for my daddy Cause the coward wasn't there He passed away And I didn't cry Cause my anger Wouldn't let me feel For a stranger They say I'm wrong And I'm heartless But all along I was looking for a father He was gone I hung around with the thugs And even though they sold drugs They showed a young brother love I moved out And started really hanging I needed money of my own So I started slanging I ain't guilty Cause even though I sell rocks Feels good putting money in your mailbox I love paying rent when the rent's due I hope you got the diamond necklace that I sent to you Cause when I was low, you was there for me You never left me alone because you cared for me And I can see you coming home after work late You're in the kitchen trying to fix us a hot plate You're just working with the scraps you was given And mama made miracles every Thanksgiving But now the road got rough, you're alone Trying to raise two bad kids on your own And there's no way I can pay you back But my plan is to show you that I understand You all appreciate it And dear mama And I reminisce Cause through the drama I can always depend on my mama And when it seems that I'm hopeless You say the words that can get me back in focus When I was sick as a little kid To keep me happy there's no limit to the things you did And all my childhood memories Are full of all the sweet things you did for me And even though I act crazy I gotta thank the Lord that you made me there are no words that can express how I feel You never kept a secret, always stayed real And I appreciate how you raised me And all the extra love that you gave me I wish I could take the pain away If you can make it through the night, there's a brighter day Everything will be alright if you hold on It's a struggle every day, gotta roll on and There's no way I can pay you back But my plan is to show you that I understand you all appreciate Hey everybody, we're back with Gina's Groove Theory. It is now 1.21 a.m. It is October 4th, 2012. My guests are, we're going to be taking it out. And I know this, you know, we, the, my guests who are out there, they represent. And so we're going to, we're going to talk it out. But before we do that, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to.
you guys pumped up.